Good news, everyone. The producers caved. Yay! But it's not over yet. Boo. On September 24th, the WGA announced that they and the AMPTP have an agreement in principle for a new three-year contract, and they're ready to draft the agreement for ratification by the Guild membership. Which is great, and we want to send a big congratulations out to the WGA, their negotiating committee, and all the Guild members, because not only is a fair deal hopefully right around the corner, but you've proven yet again that strikes fucking work. Fucking. A. Strikes are disruptive, of course, but they're supposed to be. When business as usual ain't cutting it anymore, workers have no choice but to unite, organize, stand up for what's fair, and strike. Everything that you like about your job, the pay, the bennies, the sick time, the vacation, the holidays, all of that is thanks to a union. And if you don't have that shit, or if you have it but it's not enough, that's thanks to a boss. And that's no hyperbole. We've said it before and we'll say it again. Unions are your friend. They benefit workers and they protect labor from exploitation by the bosses. That's right. If unions didn't benefit labor, corporations wouldn't spend so much time and money lobbying to make them illegal. If something scares the bosses, it's good for the workers. All workers. Plumbers. Electricians. Teachers. Truck drivers. Animators. Auto workers. Directors. Baristas. Forklift operators. Writers. Hotel employees. Strippers. Fuck Fuck yeah. yeah. And actors. SAG-AFTRA is still striking for a fair deal because the producers haven't come back to the negotiating table. So, Hollywood's historic labor movement marches on. So, as always, if you can, toss some scratch to entertainmentcommunity.org. Hollywood isn't back in production yet, but it will be soon because labor is fucking winning. And labor will always win, as long as we stand arm in arm, picket signs in hand, in solidarity. You can cut down our shade, you can bust up our sidewalks, but you'll never break our spirit. Labor's rallying cry will ring out, they have the plant, but we have the power. (laughs) I don't remember that one from the Communist Manifesto. It's from The Simpsons. I know. Hey, and then one more piece of business before we get started. We wanted to put in a content warning. This episode of Lost that we are about to talk about here on Lost on Lost does feature a character uh, in two separate instances contemplating suicide. We will be having a discussion about that. And because this is a comedy podcast, we will be uh, at times making light of the situation. Humor is a way to deal with dark and big thoughts. But if you or someone you know or a loved one is feeling up against it, feeling like you're at the end of your rope, please, please do not hesitate to call a friend, call a loved one, call 988 here in the States or go go to findahelpline.com and find somebody to talk to because the world's a bigger place and a better place with you in it. And we here on Lost on Lost love you and we want you to stick around. So with that, please enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks. Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. Hey, I'm JP, and I am joined, as always, by a man who keeps his spear gun close by, Adam Busher. <laughs> That's me, baby. My my apartment is a stand-your-ground apartment, um, but it's California, so the best I could do is a spear gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, Adam, we did it. 
We're here. We are we here. Are the finale of season three, episode something. I don't know. It, whatever. I'm not keeping yeah. track. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't write down which number, but whatever. Nope, me neither. Definitely not. <laughs> Adam. Uh-huh. Uh, before we get started, uh, uh-huh. I want to talk to you about something really, really important. I sent you a package. You did? Yeah. Do you have that there? Yeah, it's right here. Okay. Um, I feel like sending oh, this information nope. over... This is, this is the wrong envelope. This is my taxes from 2021. <laughs> this one. Yes. Got it. The manila envelope. Yeah. There, uh, well, I have multiple manila envelopes. <laughs> You do. Um, I, I, I was just really worried that sending this information over, like, the open internet might be a little too risky. Okay. Um, so I wanted to discuss it on this very secure line so we can uh, discuss it on our podcast that goes on the internet. Right, um, right, right, right. Can, can you please, for, for those uh, who are just listening, can you describe what has been sent to you? Yes. Just two days ago, I received a, a white envelope from FedEx. And uh, because it was hot, the adhesive had come undone. <laughs> <laughs> And so I sent you a message. I was like, hey, I know you were sending me a package. Um, do you want me to wait to open it? Because it's technically open. And you were like, you can open the FedEx envelope, but don't open the envelope inside. So I opened it. And inside the FedEx envelope, I found a manila envelope. It says, do not open until season three finale. Yes. Do you want me to start opening it? Or do you want me to continue describing um, it? Because I haven't unfolded he, he- it. Yes, uh, you can, you can open it. However, don't don't just go flipping through it willy nilly. We we this sort of information is too sensitive to just be <laughs> taken in without guidance. Uh, now, I, I'm sorry, we're breaking protocol here for the folks at home. Chris is on the line right now. Chris Thebo, yeah. our our lovely guest. Chris, we will get Hi. to your introduction. Don't in you a worry. Fucking minute. No, okay, this is an, you, this is important. This also involves you, um, believe it or not. So uh, I'm so glad I'm here for this. Very early on, uh, Adam, you can you can start to open the uh, the package. There. Well, I just on the back side of the envelope, you've written the numbers four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty three, forty two, um, fifty one. Yes. Okay. I have added a number. <laughs> I was gonna say there, listen, there are seven numbers on here. One of them is not one of the numbers. <laughs> Oh, it's not, is it? Oh, God. Okay, I'm open. Do you want me to open it? I'm opening it. Yes, please, please. All right. Anticipation is killing me. Okay, there's a notebook in it. (laughs) There's a post-it on the outside. It says, uh, Adam, remember that books cannot be unopened. Signed, JP. Now, uh, there should be a bunch of tabs on (laughs) the side. Yeah, yeah, there are uh, seven, seven tabs, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay, so we're gonna go through this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go through through every single thing. But early during the first episodes of Lost on Lost, I mentioned something about the other people on the beach, not the others, but the other background survivors. And I became fascinated with the background extras, sure. and I've been documenting them for the last three years. Um, <laughs> So what you have before you is a little something I like to call the Webster document. Uh, so I'm not I'm not going to read the whole thing for time's sake. It's quite a substantial document. So I'd like to take a few moments to go over the highlights. Sure. So you can do some deeper research sort of on your own. Absolutely. Would you mind flipping over to tab A really quick? 
Sure. So uh, there were 324 passengers aboard Oceanic Flight 815, 72 initial survivors, one front survivor, the pilot, yep. 22 tail survivors. I didn't put all their pictures. You know who they are. Sure. We'll, we'll deal with yep. them later. And there were 49 middle survivors, 49. And I have documented them all. There's a couple of extras that have been given names. So that means out of the 49, we have 25 total named characters, mm-hmm. which leaves 24 unaccounted for front section survivors right yes this is so far excellent math <laughs> i'm very Please proud go to of tab you. b turning to tab b seasons one through three unnamed survivors <laughs> Now, if you go through the section of tab B, there is a screenshot of every single background extra <laughs> yep. who has been appear- that has appeared. <sighs> now, I've been keeping track of who's who, and these are the ones that I can positively identify. Okay. If you go to tab C, I break it down here. There should only be 24 remaining survivors. I have cataloged no less than 75 background extras, okay? <laughs> So there are an additional 51 survivors on the beach. Are the additional 50? (laughs) Now, footnote, there's up to another 12 that I couldn't positively identify, but there are 51 survivors that I can positively identify as other people living on the beach with our named survivors. Now, if you go to the next page, there are notes from Lostpedia regarding the survivors. Can you please read for everyone what the section in red says? Uh, Those who have died or are presumed to have died are 51 hmm 51 again what a coincidence (laughs) or is it if you go to tab d we're gonna we're gonna do a little deep dive into a woman named april webster april webster is the casting director of lost now stay with me i i have a a brief stay with me boys i know this is scary i need you i'm so scared so april webster uh, notable awards. She was nominated for Outstanding Casting in a Drama Series for Lost in 2006, which she shared with Veronica Collins and Mandy Sherman. And she also won in... Uh, I'm sorry, that was in 2006. Uh, she also won in 2005, the year prior. So back-to-back winning for casting. Now, if you turn the page one more time, we have also a potential list of co-conspirators, all of the second assistant directors for the entirety of the run of the show Lost. Now, Chris, this is where you come into play. Uh-huh. You're in the guild. You are are in this assistant director world, okay? I think this goes up to the goddamn tippy top. Okay? My my exact designation is a second assistant director, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, <laughs> if you go to tab E, tab E has some questions and theories that I want to start posing. Are the survivors actually stuck in some sort of purgatory or time loop where every time a survivor dies, they're replaced with another background extra? Or could the matching number uh, significantly hide some other meaning by the show creators? Okay. Uh, according to numerology, the number 51 deals with uh, family and responsibility and the expression of personal freedom. Could the number 51 signify something about Jack's journey? Did Amy Webster become consumed with power after winning an Emmy for cash? <laughs> During for Lost, that she continued to cast more people in the show. She was chasing the rush of success. Did she construct a web of second assistant directors who would then do her bidding to continue to cast more people in the show in her hopes of winning another award? Was Amy Webster upset about having to share her award with Veronica Collins and Mandy Sherman? Mm-hmm. How did mm-hmm. Collins and Sherman fit into all this? Are they alive? Are they buried somewhere in the desert in unmarked graves? According 
to Lostpedia. The middle section background was originally cast as seven survivors in addition to the main <laughs> cast, but Lindelof and Abrams eventually convinced ABC to let them expand the background cast to 33, having a total of 48 survivors. Therefore, the recurring middle section background pool was later expanded to encompass several dozen. Were Abrams and Lindelof trying to bankrupt ABC by filling the show with more background extras in retribution for the show not giving them what they wanted from the start? Or, and less interesting, were the, was the crew overworked and underpaid and didn't they give a shit about the continuity of the background extras because no one in their right mind would go frame by frame through this fucking show and catalog each and every single person? Highly unlikely. Uh, if you go to tab F, yep. um, there now starts a sequence of every instance of a background extra that is clearly shown in seasons one through three and labeled per episode. Ooh. So feel free to peruse that in your own time if you just want to, like, check my math. Striped uh, shirt, background female survivor. Uh, she's kind of a cupcake. <laughs> she is. She is. Um... <laughs> And then tab G just has uh, some additional information for when you're checking my math on all this. Mm -hmm, there was mm -hmm. a, a bunch of episodes where there were no additional background survivors, uh, where the image repository came from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the difference between my calculations of 48 and 49 deals with Aaron uh, being counted as a survivor. I'm not getting into when life starts, whether it's birth or conception, any of that shit. That's for another podcast. Also, Lostpedia lists that there are more unnamed identifiable survivors in seasons four through six. What the fuck are we in for in the show? And please don't even get me started on the fucking Tailies. Boys, <laughs> when I'm only getting these episodes edited minutes before they have to air, I need you to know it's because I'm putting in some fucking hours on the research, okay? Oh, that's amazing. I cannot wait to look at every single page of this document. <laughs> I'm so excited. This it definitely doesn't like show any sign of mental health instability yeah, or, yeah, like you know, obsession. You shouldn't see anybody no, if no, you're not no. already. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, no. Everything's fine. Everything's, everything's fine. Today we're talking about Through the Looking Glass, the 22nd and 23rd episodes of season three, and the 71st and 72nd episodes of Lost overall. Our centric characters, everyone's favorite fake mustache doctor, Dick Dastardly. I mean, Jack Shepard's <laughs> Through the Looking Glass takes place on the 90th and 91st days after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Adam. Yes. Do you have a recap? I do. Do it. You can't go home again! On the island, the survivors of Flight 815 have a plan to get home, and it only took them 90 days and 19 murders. <laughs> Dr. Jack Shepard leads the survivors to high ground with the satellite phone, while Saeed Jarrah, Bernard Nadler, and Jin Su Kwan cover their escape from Tom Friendly and his army of cannon fodder. <clears throat> Sorry, totally capable and deadly crack security team. <laughs> they all had names, right? Sure, definitely. Elsewhere, Benjamin Linus sends Richard Albert and the rest of the survivors to the temple, while he and Alex Rousseau set out to stop the survivors from reaching the radio tower. Meanwhile, Charlie Pace has a showdown with Destiny as he faces off against Bonnie and Greta and their Subaru Outback. <clears throat> Excuse me, their <laughs> underwater <laughs> communication facility. Uh, oh, we're getting into that, yeah. And in the... After times? 
Jack desperately searches the newspaper classifieds for a decent used beard trimmer. Oh, and also pills, chicks, and clear liquor. <laughs> what happened to John Locke? What are the others doing at the temple? Will the survivors get off the island? Oh, wait, they do. We know that one. Whose fucking oh. boat is it? Mothers, brothers, and others strap in because we are headed through the looking glass here on Lost on Lost. Oh, Lord. That's beautiful. <laughs> Uh, JP. Yes. We have a guest. Say what? Yeah, we, I mean, everybody listening, we already sort of said he was here, but he he's <gasps> absolutely here. <laughs> oh my gosh, where did I come from? <laughs> uh, welcome back to Lost on Lost, everybody. Chris Thebo. Hey, thank you for Yay. having me. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate being back. Thanks for peering into the void with us, Chris. Oh, you know, during this lovely Hollywood strike, what the fuck else am I going to do? Hot labor summer. Hot labor summer. Refresh us, Chris, your yeah. uh, your depth and breadth of knowledge of the television show Lost. Uh, so these very episodes are actually where I dropped off of the whole series. I was watching what? it uh, as it was uh, airing, so live. I think I saw the first part of this season finale, and I never saw the second part something happened and then at that time it was harder to find stuff to rewatch sooner than later and i was just like i'll find it and i never did other television other movies yeah what do you you like in instead uh i started one piece that's out there a thousand episodes everyone's tired of hearing about it but netflix did their live action adaptation so i was like you know what it's strike time I literally have nothing to do. A thousand episodes? A thousand episodes. I'm on 156? How long Oh my god. They're like 20 episodes. I mean, you know, 20 minutes without credits and, you know, it's doable. That's too much I mean, television. No. Neat. All right. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. Excellent. Chris, welcome back. So glad yes. to have you. Good to be back. It's time to talk about the season three finale of The Looking Glass. Holy shit. Okay, let's get some technical stuff out of the way here because we have a lot to talk about. Through the Looking Glass originally aired on May 23rd, 2007. It was written by Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof. Cuse and Lindelof have spent so much time together that statistically they've probably seen each other's dicks. (laughs) Hey, Cuse, what's that Lindelof hog looking like? (laughs) And Jack Bender, he was the co-executive producer and consulting producer on something called Girls Club, which I assume... Zoom is a show based on the Mark Rebellier song, Girls Club. That's it. <laughs> I watched the recap. Oh, really? I suppose due to the nature of how we record this show, um, it's actually been like, what, two months since we watched an episode of Lost? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. So I don't blame you for watching the recap. I myself skipped them. Yeah. I just, I saw that Claire kissed Charlie in the recap and I just, I said gross and then <laughs> was like, all right, that's enough recap. <laughs> I forgot that that had happened. I was like, ah, shit. Here we go. Ah, come on. It's sexy. Nah. Is it? Look, anything's sexy if you haven't talked to somebody in long enough. <laughs> Is that why you were salivating Chris, when I came out in? Of the room I was going to say. Quickly. This table's pretty long, so I think we're safe. <laughs> For now. Oh, God. Yeah, so drink, drink. <laughs> It's an eye, right? <laughs> or is it because he's drinking? No, it's because there's a drink. Oh, okay. <laughs> it starts with a drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, okay, so we watched the episode. Hypothetically, if you're listening to Lost on Lost, you've watched the episode as well. Hypothetically, if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen Lost or are a fan of it. If you're not, or if you're watching Lost vicariously by, okay, so like this is, it's a flashback. <laughs> we start the episode in flashback. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not. Right. <laughs> Which was a pretty it's big a reveal. Freak out. So we'll talk about it a little bit more later on, but like I'm just gonna I keep I wrote flashback, but as a little like nod to myself, I put a little question mark after the flashback. Ooh, saucy. So like yeah. I will refer to these as flashbacks, but mm-hmm. we all know that they're yeah. not flashbacks. Right. So so we open the episode in flashback. Jack's on a plane. Yeah, just just hammer drunk. With a really shitty beard. Oh, like God. so much spirit gum With and flocking the on that. Worst beard. The worst beard. Like it looks like what I want a beard to be because I can't even grow that. But it's such a shitty the, beard. The mustache and the beard are from two separate facial hair packs from fucking like spirit Halloween. The thing the thing about the mustache was the mustache was so egregious that for a second it tricked me into thinking the beard was real. Oh. I was like, sure. oh. I was like, look at that fake ass mustache. That he, sure. there must be covering up Matthew Fox's maybe like thin or patchy mustache. And then I looked a little I was like, oh no, that's a no, that's a whole fake ass beard. <laughs> But yeah, the mustache was so egregious to me that I... I... Is that a Merkin? Jesus. <laughs> they just shaved a gorilla costume, put it on God, his face. Ridiculous. Good Lord. Yeah, it was bad. Like, it, um, I got used to it pretty quick, so it didn't distract me too much. But each, yeah. time you, each time you see him in flashback, you're like, beard, beard. Beard. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, he's just, yeah, just, just hammered. Um, trying to get some more drinks. Um, the flight attendant's like, nah, you're cut off. Bro. You should have a newspaper. That'll soothe your woes, just like yeah. whiskey. Yeah, exactly. There it's, you go. I don't think she's using whiskey right. Sobers everybody up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. He sees he sees something in the paper that's got him a little shook up and he like pulls a scrap, tears a piece out of it, but he can't quite see what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes it, it makes him appear. Yeah. It chokes him up a little bit. He looks like he's about to cry. Um, after what I would assume is a after what I assume is an appropriate time for him to have sobered up. He's behind the wheel. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Before you get behind the wheel of an automobile. <laughs> McClutch and Scotch, oh, yeah. now in travel yeah. size. <laughs> the Billy Joel Road School. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, rest in peace to the Sixth Street Bridge, baby. Uh, I know. I saw that. I was like, hey, look, Jack is also being awful on the Sixth Street Bridge. <laughs> Just like all the influencers when it reopened. Yeah. Jack is really upset and he tries calling somebody and they don't. He, he can't even leave a full voicemail and he's crying. No, and, and may I just at- interrupt here, JP, because yeah, now I got yeah. a text during this mo- this moment. So I look up from the text message and Jack is crying into the phone and he goes, I just read and then hangs up. And I was like, oh, he's very upset about reading. Um, <laughs> I guess Matthew Fox really had to work on this role, this part of the role, you know, actually reading something. And it really shook him. You can see it. Yeah. He was shooketh. I can, I can see uh, the same thing happening to Carter. He's like, I just read. I just read. <laughs> did you see me do it? I did it. Do I get a, do I get a book it pin now and take me to Pizza Hut? <laughs> my shiny star. I just yeah. read online that people are talking shit about my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> they say it looks like two hairy torpedoes. Two <laughs> hairy Hey friends, here's a content warning. If you want to skip our conversation about suicide, please jump forward 90 seconds from the sound of the tone. Yeah, he can't get through this phone call. He's still got the paper with him. Uh, he's, he's uh, that's it. He's had enough. We don't know uh, what has led up to this moment in his life, but he's at the end of his fucking rope. And um, he decides he's going to jump off the bridge. So, Adam, I'm just curious. Yeah. What, what did you... Right. Did you write anything in your notes once he was standing on top of the bridge? 
don't know. No, but I didn't have to write it down because I thought it. <laughs> oh, do you, do you want to guess what my notes say? <laughs> Why don't we on the count of three say what we, <laughs> what we think it is? All right. One, two, three. Do a do flip. Do a flip. <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 he's done. He's just drunk. Whoever he's trying to reach out to didn't pick up. The papers sent him off the edge. He's had enough. He's going to jump off the bridge. So he's standing up there. He says, forgive me. Um, and then a horrific car accident happens behind him. What a twist. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Yeah. I literally really was like, oh, they Jack. probably saw some asshole standing on the bridge and veered into traffic. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. No. no. The driver no. wouldn't be distracted by somebody standing on the bridge railing. On the opposite lane? Of course not. Yeah, and then accidentally no. crash into the median and then get crashed into by a van. No, that, no. Would, that wouldn't happen. Uh, but yeah, so this horrific car crash happens, and Jack has something to fix. We know Jack likes fixing stuff. Dives off the thing, goes to pull the passengers out of the vehicle, and uh, and that's the end of the flashback. No. Oh, cut to the beach. You watched the recap, JP. I didn't. I don't necessarily remember why. <laughs> we find out later where they're going, but like I didn't remember at all. I I have no. I don't remember. All they showed. Was Rousseau blowing up the tree line with some fucking dynamite? And I was like, yeah, I remember that fucking OSHA <laughs> violation. That was dope as hell. Oh, oh God, that's awesome. Rousseau was so badass. I, I kind of love this scene because yeah. you get Rose and Bernard, you get Sunjin, you get Rousseau watching Hurley and Claire and Aaron, all this, you know, all these cool little moments. Uh, and then you also get Saeed giving us a little bit of like... If you haven't watched episode 20 recently, <laughs> explaining what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Saeed explains, yeah. like, hey, me and uh, Bernard and Jin, we're going to stay here to spring some sort of trap while you guys get away. That's the plan. Yeah. Going to go off and when we'll catch up afterward. Um, but then Saeed said something that's really important to me, and I'd kind of forgotten he had said it until later. He tells you, he's like, I'm willing to die to make sure that the rest of you get off of here. So Don't do, come do yeah. not come back. Do yeah. not right. fucking come back. That was a level of... Uh, like uh, I guess loyalty and camaraderie or something Hell like yeah, that that, it, that existed that it was just so if Saeed would have said that to Jack sometime in season one Jack would have went back but because they've been on the, the island for three months now like they know each other they're right. whatever like that mm-hmm. all, all this stuff so much like yeah it, like it, it, like I can see in that moment Jack's like he's he won't come back right. he, he'll actually like he'll actually adhere to Saeed's wishes unlike you know all these other times when somebody was told to not come back and then came back anyway all this stuff so like I, I liked that a lot yeah. But yeah, we like you said, I mean, we have a lot of small scenes here of just kind of, you know, like Hurley and Claire talking. Sun and Jin have a sweet little scene. Uh, Jin speaks English to her, you know, because we need to go home and everyone's just packing up. Rose and Bernard is just like, repeat, just say it, say it. You're, say, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a dentist, dentist, not, not Rambo. <laughs> Yeah, I loved that. That was so that was yeah. so cute. The the scene finishes up with like what I think is a new music track for this episode, and it's it's kind of swelling, and everyone's starting to walk off the beach, and then the yeah. beat kind of like drops, and it yeah. holds on our three boys yeah. standing Ooh. with guns loaded, like waiting alone on the beach, yeah. and then it goes into cold open. It was so fucking good. Yeah. I wrote the three samurai. Instead of the seven samurai. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I originally wrote the three amigos, but I was like, that's not badass enough. 
I love the Three Amigos. Fuck I mean, you. But yeah, but it's like it's a comedy, whereas the Seven Samurai is not. You know, it's like, uh, I had the Three Caballeros, edge. so I guess you were even more badass than me. There so, we go. Okay, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> it is. It is a new music thing, I believe. I think it's. Or it's a new motif on on their original like adventure travel theme, which we yeah, heard yeah. way back in the pilot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, that was my next note was that the music was fucking awesome, and the, when the survivors are departing the beach, this uh, includes the. New additions of Juliet and Carl and Naomi. Uh, yeah. So you know, uh, this uh, this group is di- is obviously different than what they started with. But yeah, they've they've got a couple of the new hangers on, which is kind of neat. You know, they're missing a handful of people. There's you know all these background survivors that have died. And <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, Charlie and Desmond are elsewhere because they have a they have a separate mission. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we we come back from the cold open uh, and everybody's still walking. I just wrote like Naomi doesn't trust Juliet. Naomi shows Jack how the sat phone works. Yeah, that's all I wrote down. Because she's definitely gonna survive. <laughs> here, in in case something happens to me, I'm sure it won't. But in case something but just happens in case. to me, here's how to operate the phone. See, I mean, there's a red light good, on it. It'll turn plan. green. Yeah, I mean, no, it's smart. If you have an important piece of equipment like that, more than one person should know how to use it. That's a good plan. But, yeah, that makes absolutely. Sense. Yeah, but yeah, that's all I wrote down. But just like music. Saeed's line of like, "Don't come back." Like that just told me, "Well, you're, someone's gonna come back. Ah, someone's gonna have to know, know how to work this damn phone because this bee is dying." Yeah. Anywho, let's. Get to Charlie getting punched by two ladies who are definitely not fucking each other. (laughs) Yeah, down in the looking glass, um, it's this underwater communication facility. It's got a moon pool. That's how you get into it. You got to swim down and come up through the bottom. Um, that's how Charlie got in there. And yeah, it's uh, staffed by these two pretty pretty aggressive women. Welcoming, <laughs> some would say. Pretty aggressive. I think that's just the right amount of aggressive. Yeah, I think that's about the right, right amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he didn't even ring the doorbell. He just yeah. fucking showed up. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. He just popped his big dumb head up. <laughs> I'm gonna make a lot of jokes about Charlie probably throughout this. Um, he actually kind of rules throughout this episode, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. still I'm still gonna dunk yeah. on him. But yeah, like he he's getting pounded and he's cracking. He's he's like kind of cracking wise, but not really. Not like mm-hmm. in a jokey way. He's very serious and kind of deadpan about all of his delivery throughout the like kind of the first half of the mm-hmm. episode before things get real buck mm-hmm. wild. But, yeah. but while they're you know they get them pounded on and then they're like we gotta talk to Ben and they go open this door and he spots. He, he recalls Desmond's description of how he dies. Mm-hmm. You go in this thing, there's yeah, a blinking yellow yeah. light, mm-hmm. and you drown. And he sees the blinking yellow light, and he's like, there we go. Right. I know where yeah, I gotta yeah, go. Yeah, we go. Let's get this shit wrapped up. <laughs> in the immortal words of Brooks, get busy living or get busy dying. Well, Charlie, you're not going to be living, so. In the words of Bender Bending Rodriguez, let's go already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cut back to we cut to Ben yeah the others camp again they they had left the barracks and they're on their way to the temple mm-hmm. we are unsure as to why we haven't been to the temple before we don't know what it is but yeah they have all the they're, they're definitely they're, they're glamping they're not camping um, they got all this shit Ben's sitting at his writing desk <laughs> Yeah. Which is something you bring camping. Like some colonial general. Right, yeah. My darling Annabelle, it has been so long since I've seen you. Water is scarce and ammunition is short. And the mosquitoes do bite so. It's so difficult getting Mikhail to drag this entire oak disc across this entire island, but it is a burden that I must carry. God, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's writing in his diary or whatever, and the radio pipes up. The ladies from the looking glass are checking in. They're like, hey, fucking uh, the guy from uh, Drive Shaft is here. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> one of them's just fangirling in the background. Yeah. Like, and he's like, oh my God, get an autograph. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's funny because they're like, Ben's like, which one is it? And they're like, we don't know. And Charlie's like, it's Charlie. It's Charlie. 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 It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so the radio thing throughout the radios, the walkie talkies are constantly picking up things that they hypothetically shouldn't. Right. They, they, yeah. there must be a secret button on their walkie talkies that would be like, okay, this is pushed to talk. And then this is pushed to also transmit background noise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to get into it because it's not, this isn't the only time that it happens. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so they're like, yeah, Charlie Pace is here. And he's like, uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to send a fucking pipe hitter. Uh, Mikhail, why don't you <laughs> yeah. go over there? And he's kind of, he's not sure about it at first. He's like, well, yeah. you told us it was flooded. Right. There's you know? some yeah. seeds of doubt. Yeah. You kept me in the dark? And Ben's like, I lied. Yeah, I lied. Just yeah. like straight up. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I lied. Yeah. What are you going to do, do about it? <laughs> I need you to go right now. If you want to argue about why I lied, we can do that later. You need to go help Bonnie and Greta because um, they're women. They can't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Ben. (laughs) Seems like they've got it well in hand. He's super masculine, by the way, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Picture of masculine health. No, Uh, he was like, these two Home Depot lesbians have failed me for the last time. Time to bring out the big guns. Oh, my God. Sponsor us, Home Depot. (laughs) (laughs) From here, we get to the beach. Tom and the others attack. Oh, shit. This was tense. Dude, this was a great scene. Um, They're in the tree line. One idiot, I think Ryan, is like, oh, there's coral by the tents. Juliet did her job. And and they're spying on it, and they can see some bodies inside Mm -hmm. the tents. They got dummies going and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And they're like, all right, let's go and fuck them up. And there's 20 of them. Yeah. Cheap hers. And so they head in, and yeah, they they go to the three tents that have been marked. And then, yeah, from the tree line are our our snipers. It pops off. Yeah. Um, They wait wait till just the right moment. And then Bernard is just like, oh, please God. And he fires. Bam. Dude. Hits the hidden dynamite. Pow. Mm -hmm. Bodies flying everywhere. (laughs) It was so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Cut to Saeed. He's got the rifle with the scope. He hits his target. Boom. Another explosion. More bodies. And then poor Jin. He had the handgun. He had what a handgun. Like that's the th- that's the thing. It's like fuck. He's of like, course. Of course he's not. But he's like, well, he, plan he B. Drop somebody. <laughs> I got a couple more. He was like, what would son do? <laughs> what would son do? What would what would my darling wife do? <laughs> She'd fucking drop him right in the chest. Blah 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 blah. Skippity right. scappity. You about to get the clappity. <laughs> And yeah, their numbers are thinned out pretty, uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, despite the, but yeah, Jin can't hit the target with a pistol and you can't blame him. That's a tough shot to make in the best of conditions. He's yeah, dark, dark. He's under, fu- you know, under fire. So he kills a couple people, but then yeah, Jin gets captured. Bernard gets captured. Saeed eventually gets captured. And that's the end of the other's attack. Four or five of them survive. And Tom is pissed. Yeah. Tom's not happy. He is not happy. No. But to be fair, Danny was the security guy. And Danny's yeah. dead. <laughs> so Tom's pissed. He's got to do Danny's job yeah, now. I'm doing Danny's job. I'm not that fucking good at it. <laughs> We're so fucking understaffed around here, dude. I'm not yeah. doing five fucking jobs. So like, all these other guys keep getting killed and Ben won't hire new others. <laughs> Tell you, I'm fully vested. I'm getting out of here next boat. <laughs> It's pretty, yeah, it's thin. We cut to, oh, we cut to uh, just a quick overlook. The survivors are watching from the distance, and they only hear two explosions. Everybody kind of freaks out. There's supposed to be three. Yeah, there's supposed to be three. Why isn't there another mm-hmm. one? Yeah. And Jack's like, chill. 
Ladies, chill. It's fine. It's I'm fine. I'm sure your husbands are not dead. <laughs> yeah. Besides, we have a plan, and our plan is to continue running away. <laughs> Now, to his credit, per Saeed, he doesn't come back. That's true. Jack doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes that choice. He does adhere to the plan. Yeah. And he does he does his best to court, sort of assuage uh, Rose and Sons. They're, they're the ones who have the two biggest fears, obviously. Right. Yeah. Because uh, Saeed's girlfriend's dead. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Well, and was it was it Kate or was it Jack that was like, it didn't work? Well, I mean, it kind of did. <laughs> you, you heard explosions <laughs> and gunfire. Yeah. It's like, it didn't work. It's like, well, it's sort of. It's so kind of dead. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, the, yeah, Jack's like, stick to the plan. Like, we we have to assume it did work. We can't assume it didn't. And then all and all 40 of us just head back. We're like, oh, it didn't work. Right. I guess let's right. go back. It's Time like, to give up. Yeah. We, we just keep going. Jack, yeah, adhere to the plan. Let's go. And they do. Yeah. We cut to a flash back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is it's the ER at St. Sebastian's. Jack is getting stitched up from his hero shit. He got a little cut on his forehead, probably has a burn on his arm. Um, dragging these folks out of the uh, burning wreckage, yeah, yeah, um, patching them up, whatever. Um, and I didn't know she was gonna be here. I kind of thought we were all Julie Bowen out. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't really even recognize her to be honest. Adam, I have some very exciting news then. Oh, yeah? I'm going to bring our Julie Bowen correspondent, Elena, into the call. Oh, shit! Oh, <laughs> shit! Oh, surprise! I really did think about bursting in with, like, a huge fake belly and, like, tiny eyebrows, but I thought that was a little much. Oh, my gosh. I love it so much. Everybody out there in Lost on Lost Laldom, welcome to the show, Elena, our official Julie <laughs> Bowen correspondent. <laughs> I am I am the Bowen connoisseur at this point. This is my true calling. This is amazing. I'm genuinely surprised. I didn't know Elena was going to be here. Um, <laughs> so fantastic. Um, that's awesome. Well, welcome, welcome, Elena. Thank you very that's much. Very fantastic. Good to see you, uh, Elena. This is Chris. Chris, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I'm glad someone with some expertise is finally on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you guys do when I'm not Jeez. here? Well, if you listen to the show, you could tell not much. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Elena really just wanted to get your your um your feeling on yeah. sort of how this how this Bowen sighting went. You know what? Honestly, I'm gonna call this like a good like nine point five out of ten on the Bowen scale. <laughs> like yeah. the complete like lack of warning that she was coming in. Watching only this clip, the complete lack of idea of why she was there, <laughs> except feeling, is like beautiful. And like the way you can't tell she's pregnant until she turns because of the black yeah, T-shirt. That's what it reveal. So Genius. So incredible. I do think her eyebrows get smaller every time we see her. Yes. Truly. This is, I, I, I would have to agree with you. Slowly shrinking, disappearing it's into It's beautiful. Her head. It's incredible. And it was almost enough to distract from how fake the cut on his head and the stitches looked, which is like such a great detail. Right. <laughs> let's let's go ahead and get a bandaid over this right away. <laughs> like, Beard is really this. bad. Let's, let's make the bandage look worse. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I thought she was great. She came, she served, she walked out awkwardly. What more can you want? <laughs> exactly what you want from your ex-wife who's still your emergency contact, question mark, yeah. amount of time after your divorce. <laughs> you know, listen, yeah. he does yeah. not have friends. But. Doesn't seem like it. And honestly, why would he? Why would no, he? No. Just a series of brunette women that he is slightly inappropriate with. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that jives. There's something real about that. Yeah, the last time we saw him, at least for me, again, as the Bowen expert, was when he was talking to the Italian woman with the angel father. Yep, the Bond like, girl. Like, again, yep. a brunette woman with an inappropriate relationship. That's what he's good at. Not the blondes. Yeah. He just yeah. can't do it. He no. can't mm -hmm. handle Bowen. Can't lock it in. No, no. can't no. do it. 
few can it's not good enough yeah right right at the right at the end of this scene here when she turned and we all realized that she was supposed to be pregnant i literally just wrote in my notes holy shit julie bowen's pregnant oh fuck i hope it's mine (laughs) i know it was one of those things where like at first because like you see her from the front Mm -hmm. and i was like is this one of those like tv things where like they hold a plant or like a purse in front of her and they're trying to hide that the actress is pregnant like an oversized folder yeah Yeah, exactly they're just standing behind stuff on a counter Mm -hmm. but then she turns and you get the full like 3d moving in space like no that's a pregnant belly fascinating just such lore from this character that we just who knows if we'll see again who knows we can only hope well that's one of the things I love about TV pregnancies is like when you have a character like on like uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine when mm-hmm. uh, when yeah. what's her face got pregnant. It's like all of mm-hmm. a sudden she's only ever behind like desks and counters. Why exactly. is she never standing up? Yes, as someone who's had to shoot around like a real life pregnancy yeah. where the character's not supposed to be, the yeah. purses that you can find yeah. are <laughs> immense for such tiny ladies. It doesn't make yes. sense. It happened twice on Star Just- Trek. Beverly Crusher and Belana Torres both all of a sudden started wearing jackets with their uniform for no good exactly. reason. Exactly. <laughs> Just because it's a little chilly on the holodeck, you know. You know, ladies get cold. They've all got low iron, you know. (laughs) Space is cold? Sure, that's why. Sure, that's how that works. Just as true as the North Star is, we know whenever there's a Bowen sighting, Elena will be here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to give us all the facts all, all the you truths and just and just to be you know giving us how many bowens out of bowen <laughs> so elena thank you my pleasure and with that i depart with an awkward look that you can't really interpret with my eyebrows very high <laughs> Bye. thank you that was amazing oh oh uh, masterfully executed jp that was great that was well done <laughs> big thanks to elena nicely done listen we're pulling out all the stops for the season three finale today baby <laughs> uh julie bond is not in the show anymore sadly <laughs> god damn it for real? i saw that i was reading the trivia for the episode and it's like this marks julie bowen's last appearance <laughs> it's like, well what's the point in continuing we might as well just shut her down shut it down <laughs> yeah um <laughs> From there, uh, yeah, it's awkward. He's like, can I get a ride home? I'm super drunk. <laughs> She's like, that's a bad idea. It's nah. like, no. You should drive yourself You should home. still get the fuck yeah. away from me. He's like, why? It's not like you can get pregnant again. Um, <laughs> um, cut to the jungle. Oh, this is just like, I, we kind of covered this. In yeah. the, 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 um, they're unsure if the plan with their survivors pressed on. Charlie ha- Charlie hasn't yet cleared the channel. Um, that's the other thing we know. There were satellite phones still flashing red. So from there, we cut back to the looking glass. We kind of touched on this oh. already. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, just the line that Rose says, Jack, if you say live oh. together, die alone, I'm going to punch you in the face. Oh, yes. Oh, that's going to be my fucking ringtone. <laughs> and he's like, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, very good. Very good. And just like through all these scenes, Jack's voice, I'm like, why have people gone to him as the leader? It's just uh, so like whiny sounding. And and uh, again, now that we have all this context, JP and I having watched, we it took us about as long to watch the show as it would have if we were watching it live, sure. like, give or take three three years Um, (laughs) having all the context i mean this is a point in jack's career as a survivor in which his grasp upon leadership is tenuous yeah which is great and you can feel it It, he feels like he's really like trying yeah and it's not yeah so solid yeah but yeah we cut to the looking glass and we kind of touched on this already um charlie charlie's become a believer Mm -hmm. like he's like he's 100 accepted his fate he's like yeah i'm gonna die here and and he's subscribing to the 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 destiny thing he's like you can't change the vision right like i win so go ahead and pound me all you want but i still am gonna i'm still gonna pull do this yeah because yeah they're like you can't shut it off you need the code and he's like 
I guess I pull it off without the code. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I don't need no stinking code. It's, yeah, it's like the station floods. I I drowned to death, so like the station's gonna flood. So I don't need no stinking code. Fuck right. you, checkmate. <laughs> we cut to the others' camp. Tom radios into yeah. Ben. <laughs> He's just like we got fucked up. Like shit's fucking weird. <laughs> It's yeah. all gone to hell, Ben. <laughs> Juliet tipped him off. And Ben has this line. <laughs> Just figure out where she is. Tom. <laughs> it's such a, she's such a shitty Chad so in that good. moment. He's just it made me think of the Christmas vacation. So why is the why what is the, the carpet wet, wet Margo? I don't know. No, I don't know, Margo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's what that made me think of. I laughed so, so fucking hard. Oh uh, my god. That typical of like boss over his bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like just like just fucking do Put, it. Putting all the sauce on the name, yeah. <sighs> so good. Um, yeah. So so basically, Ben is like, all right, well, shoot Jin. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll work. And they just, like, whip the gun at him. And I got really nervous. I was like, I don't know if Jin's in the back half of this show. Like, mm-hmm. And Bernard is instantly like, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, you can't just kill my sweet baby boy. No. And he spills the beans. He starts talking. Based on the information that he spilled, um, the next morning, Ben is going to head to the radio tower to cut off the survivors. Yeah. With his walking Jack's stick. group, yeah. He's going to send Richard. Richard. <laughs> Richard. He's going to send Richard to the temple with the rest of the others. And he's just like, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a mirror version. It's like, just stick to the plan. We have a plan. Stick to it. Mm-hmm. We have to go to the temple. So take everybody to the temple. I'm going to break loose. Um, we're going to have a little father-daughter time. <laughs> Me and Alex are going to go for a walk, and we're going to stop the survivors from leaving the island. But yeah, Alex pipes up. She's like, I want to go along. And he's like, of course you do. Fine, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) And this is a great idea. I was going to suggest that. Why don't you come with me so I can take your stupid, scrawny boyfriend? Yeah. And speaking, and and another parallel here, Jack, having sort of a tenuous grasp on his authority with the survivors. You can Mm -hmm. see here also Ben is is starting to lose his grip on others a little bit, too. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, somebody says like, well, there's 40 of them. So what do you think is going to happen when you get there? And he says, I'm going to talk them out of it. And you know what? I believe him. I think, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, he like, says it with such conviction. Yeah. Because he yeah. truly thinks he's got the smoke yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. So totally, even though yeah. he's kind of losing his grasp on his shit, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if he could use his powers for good instead of evil. Nah, that wouldn't be entertaining. <laughs> that would never be. That would never happen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Cut to uh, somewhere in the jungle by the river. The survivor's getting water. Kate pulls over to talk to Sawyer. He's, I, I totally forgot why he's like all zoned out. And then she's like, yeah, ever since you got that tape, you've been sleepwalking. And I was like... Oh, yeah. What is this tape? Because I'm definitely out I of the loop no on that. I have no idea. I have no recollection okay. of this. I don't remember what the tape... Uh, oh, the tape. I think the tape is the Juliet pregnancy no it's tape thing where they discover that Juliet, they think Juliet's a mole mm. um, and that she's only joined the survivors oh. to to research pregnant ladies and, and whatever. Because Kate mentions that in this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, but why does Sawyer give a shit about that? But the thing that I, I was thinking about, I was like, well, the, okay, the tape, but that was right around the time that he fucking murked his dad. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So that's what I, uh. I know. But I mean, there's, a, there's other, uh, again, it's a little 
foggy as to why yeah but he's disillusioned for sure like mm-hmm. what sure uh, sure beyond whatever the tape meant to him he has been drained of what his primary focus was for the longest fucking time which was revenge against the man who gave him the name Sawyer which he's got yeah, now so yeah. now he's purposeless mm-hmm. and he, I'm sure he's feeling an yeah. element of that beyond whatever the tape meant but yeah the only other import here that I have is that Charlie's still not successful they just check in with the radio it's still blinking red oh but also Kate brings up trying yeah. to go back at this point oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then yeah. Yeah, Sawyer's like, I don't want to go with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then she totally lies. Is like, oh, they checked me if I'm pregnant too, and he's like, well, you fucking better not be. <laughs> Gators, bitches, best be wearing jimmies. Um, <laughs> cut to the ocean. Desmond's waking up from a little booze cruise. Yeah. Buffett's just starting to fade out. Oh, rest oh, in peace to a real one. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he got clobbered by Charlie because Desmond was going to go instead of Charlie to to save Charlie's life. That was his original plan. Charlie got the drop on him because Charlie's fast as fuck, boy. Uh, And so he wakes. He's disoriented. Clearly, he has a concussion. Mm -hmm. And then he just started getting blasted on. (laughs) Just. Yeah. By Leon the Professional on the shore. Mikhail, you're alive. You're a horrible shot. Well, he's got one eye. (laughs) (laughs) His depth perception's probably not great, let's be real. Yeah. That's absolutely. He lost it shooting a rifle improperly. A scope took his eye out the first time. They do a close up on him and he's got his eye closed (laughs) and the sight up to his back. He's just a fucking stormtrooper, that's all. Oh, uh, shit. So Desmond takes cover in the only place he can, the ocean. Um, <laughs> smart, inside smart. Inside the ocean. Yeah. Uh, so he, yeah, he dives in and he starts uh, heading for the the moon pool. He does the same thing Charlie did, swims down, finds the thing. He's about to drown. He's like, oh shit, Gives there's the opening. Anxiety. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure they used they used the exact same shots from Charlie <laughs> yeah. where he's like looking for oh, the right. moon pool. I'm like, oh yeah, somebody, listen, the, the post budget only had so many dollars left. I'm not getting that B-roll twice. I'm That's sorry. Right. No, no, forget yeah. that. Um, but yeah, he gets in there and Charlie's like, oh shit, Desmond. Uh, he's like, hey, there's uh, some chicks over there. You gotta hide real quick. And so he does. He he hides from Charlie's captors. There's two ladies in there, and they're smooching. <laughs> the singing. This is the only time Charlie was ever singing that I was like, I dig it. Yeah, I'm for it. Every other time he's singing, I'm like, yeah. shut the fuck up, you clown. You all everybody. Uh, you all everybody. Uh. Charlie, Charlie, it, had he survived to the TikTok era, would have been a big sea shanty guy. Oh, such a big sea shanty man. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he totally covers it up and they're they're just like, shut up. They smack him around a little bit, but now they, they go back to have their conversation, but they leave the door open. Right. And then we cut to a flashback. Question mark. Jack checks in on the woman and then James Leisure from stuff i remember him from the show las vegas yeah, with Josh yeah, Duhamel. yeah 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 oh god um yeah that dude he comes in and he's just like hey i'm dr hamill uh you're the hero doctor you're a hero twice over no oh. why is he a hero twice over let's keep saying it questions why is he a hero twice, twice over? over it's probably just because there were two people in the right game, right like that's, a kid that's and a mom yeah tell he's a hero twice over he saved, well, saved two people but he also he was canonically made famous for making julie bowen walk again so like but really only in the medical community so um, you know sure i wonder i wonder what they could be alluding to the secrets anyway jungle time 
Sawyer uh, Sawyer decides to head back to the beach. Um, and yeah, Kate's like, I want to go along. He's like, I don't want you to come along. And Juliet's like, I want to go. And he's like, I can get you some guns. And it's like, all right, let's do it. Sure. And then she kisses Jack. And I was like, oh, why? Ugh. That, that seems super Ugh. out of place. Could you not? It, it seems also like that actress could not be less interested in kith- kissing Matthew Fox. Yeah, exactly. She's like, oh, that's for the money. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I wish you had a fake beard. <laughs> but yeah, Jack's like, it's a suicide mission if you're unarmed. Juliet's like, I can find you guns. We get a cash. It's all good. And There's like, guns everywhere in yeah. this fucking island. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, you know you know that there's guns everywhere. It's on the scenic route, so yeah. we'll go back that way. Yeah, we'll, we'll just take a quick swing over to the extra guns, and then it'll be fine. Uh, so they go. You take a left at the guns, yep. and then you are on the, the trail of guns Don't to find more guns. Don't move those guns, though, because that is a landmark. We need those to be able to find the appropriate guns. That's pointing the way to the other guns. Right. right. Do you see the SIG? Yes. SIG, SIG points north, the Glock 19 Always. points west, <laughs> and if you ever see a Glock 21, that's going to be your eastern marker. And so you'll always be yeah. able to orient yourself on the island if you can t- as long as you can tell the difference between a Glock 21 and a Glock 19. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fine on this fucking island. Um, JP's ready. Where were we? Uh, back to Looking Glass. Yeah, back to the Looking Glass. Des- Desmond. Yeah. Oh, almost- we, we said that Kate wanted to go with, and that everyone that Sawyer said no. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, I don't want you to go with yeah. specifically. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, then we cut back to the Looking Glass. Uh, Desmond almost gets discovered because he's hiding in a locker when McKay. Yeah, when McKay arrives because. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it's like like Porky's. Like he's like, yeah, maybe those two ladies will start smooching. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's Charlie got going on here? And this looks pretty sweet, Charlie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Char- Charlie uh, throws a distraction. He's like, you guys should be asking yourselves, you, uh, Mikhail, Bonnie, and Greta, why is Ben lying to you? Like everything that you, yeah. the three of you, knew about what was going on here is not what's happening. Mm-hmm. So why are you mad? Why are you mad at me? Don't be mad at me. Maybe we look at the mirror. Maybe yeah. Maybe Maybe look at yourselves. Yeah. It seems like you guys have communication issues. It's time to take personal Listen, inventory I'm just going to turn off the jammer and <laughs> you guys can work out the rest of I'll this. I'll get out of your way. Just let me slide in there and let me turn off the jammer a little bit. Uh, I'll figure out how to flood this place later. You guys hash this out. I'll come back. If you hear me drowning, don't worry. It's supposed it's to happen. It's all good. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> everything's copacetic. He just throws himself in the moon pool and forces himself to drown. <laughs> <laughs> just seem like tying an anchor to himself. It's like, all right, I'm I'm done, you guys. I'll see y'all later. Charlie, where'd you get those cement shoes? <laughs> it's supposed to happen. It's destiny. Uh, we cut to uh, cut to some more walkers. Um, ben and Alex just be walking. Yeah. Ben's on the radio. Um, man, all these boomers always on their phones. On their phones, yeah, their pagers. Uh, just spend some time. Your daughter's stop. right there, and she's begging, begging for a connection. Could you put the cricket wireless down? Unreal. And just talk to your Unreal. family. What are you on them Instagrams? <laughs> What do you got? Some of that finsta over there, Ben? No, he's checking out his MySpace. He's changing the uh, song on the on the page. His top. He's changing his top friends because like a bunch of them were the seven people who died. Yeah, yeah. He's deleting Mikhail. He's like Mikhail, fucking guy. Yeah. Tom is now the uh, last Juliet's one. off my top friends. Tom was already at number seven. He's moved to number eight. Number seven is just empty. Yeah. Um. Uh, ben is on the radio with Mikhail. He's like, yeah, I, I fucked up. I fucked up. Help me. Help me fix this. He, I should have been. He, he, he's, a, he's earnest. He's like, yeah, I sh- maybe I should have. Like, hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe I should have clued you in. You're obviously one of my best guys now that, like, fucking Goodwin and Ethan are dead. Like, right. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, I should have clued you in. I'm sorry. 
help me fix this. I've made some mistakes. You can help me fix this. Help me help you. Help me help, me. help you. Murder help house bitches. Me. Help you. He says something pretty crucial here. The island is under assault. Yeah. Ooh. Those of you that have seen the show know that that is a setup. That's one of our early second half hooks there. Mm. They're laying a little bit of a foundation for what we're going to be starting to deal with. At this point, the writers know they've got a set end date. They know that they're going to be able to wrap up the story they they want. So they're starting to do that already now here in the later half, in specifically like the last three episodes of season three. Hmm. And then Ben's like, uh, and the best way you can help me is uh, kill Charlie and then kill Bonnie and then kill Greta. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure the jammer stays on and then come on home, big boy. Just clear the room, Mikhail. That's right. It's fine. Make him fish food. Yeah, and and he's like, uh, well, how how do I know that you didn't tell Greta and Bonnie the same thing? Oh yeah, because yeah. you're still like, alive, well, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you you would have been dead already. Like, also, why why would I have sent you there? You know, like yeah, if I wanted to kill you, I would have just had Richard kill you. <laughs> When we you were here, right. when Tom gets back, you are right. so dead. Oh God! Cut back over to survivors still trekking across the island. Jack checks in with Kate. Um, this was an interesting little conversation that they had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, girl. You okay? Yeah. He's like, hey, got a little pebble in your shoe. Just thinking about you. No, you know, Sawyer, Sawyer didn't mean it. He's trying to protect you. Like, he knew that you would go back. So now he's going back so that you don't have to go back. Right. He's doing the same. He's doing the same thing I tried to do at the beginning of season right. three when I told you not to come back for me. Right. He's trying to protect that, you. I, I feel like that, that makes sense. I feel like that makes sense character wise. But then Kate's like, well, why are you sticking up for Sawyer? <laughs> he wouldn't do the same for you. And then Jack just says, because I love you. And I'm like, that's not what she asked, nor is that an answer to anything. Uh, no he just made out with Juliet in front of her Juliet kissed him Mm -hmm. he didn't necessarily kiss her back it did not feel uh, romantic. Romantic? No, no, it just felt like necessary. It almost felt like a goodbye. Yeah, just like it, it was, was fucking hot. It, I mean, it was it hot. Even. It was hot because it's Elizabeth Mitchell. So it's always there's a baseline fifty percent hotness. Okay, that's fair. It's like Laura Dern. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 Chris, Laura yes. Dern was on this. Yes. Oh. oh, got it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why are you sticking up for Sawyer? Because I love you. Sawyer's trying to protect you. And because I love you, I'm going to help him. Right. Because he's trying to to take care of you. And because I love you, I'll help him. Right. Because he, so yeah, and he cares for you Uh, too. Um, I don't know, man. There's something, there was something to it. I don't know. That I liked that to me signaled, again, Jack being able to say, I love you to somebody and maybe it not necessarily being romantic. It did feel a little like underhanded, like he used it as a way of almost like backdoor getting in her good graces of like, I love you and I'm not here to like get in your pants, but I love you. That's why I'm doing this. And and we know that Kate does have a level yeah. of attention seeking and that that mm-hmm. will do something for him. If he's trying to get her to just get up and move, him saying that will make that work. And right. not only will she get up and move, she'll follow Jack. Right. But I, but I honestly think, I, f- I feel like at this point, Jack is, there's a level of vulnerability that he's starting to learn having been on the island mm. for this time and being exposed to... Juliet and being exposed to Kate and being exposed to Sawyer, you know, not that he would go out of his way. And the other thing, too, is that Jack at this moment, he could have said, well, I'm the closest thing to a friend Sawyer's got because mm-hmm. th- that's kind of the relationship that they that the two of them have achieved at this point. Hmm. 
but that wouldn't do anything for Kate. Why are you sticking up for Sawyer? Because I'm the close. Because that only talks about how Sawyer feels about Jack. Right. We're not going to talk about Jack's feelings if he says that. Yeah. But Jack says, I love you. If you assume it's unromantic. Right. When I watched this back in 2006 or whatever it was, I probably assumed it was romantic at that point. Well, I think it, it really is. It romantic to me yeah. right. in 2023. Right. It's like, it would, it's no different than, you know, you guys are both my friends and I love the both of you. Right. It feels That's what it's like. He was, he was telling a friend that he loved her. Right. And that's why he didn't kiss her. And I think if that is the case, if it is meant to be truly that like sweet moment where he's supposed to be showing that growth it just makes the moment of how the second episode ends with those two characters even it just kind of resonates a little more with that yeah that she was really becoming this person for him on the island yeah and you know so yeah 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 because no and and even though he may be learning some sort of at least i feel that he's learning some sort of vulnerability or maybe learning how to connect and get past that shell of being the fixer and being all this stuff mm-hmm. he's not better no well, <laughs> by any clear. means like this is uh, it's no. like it's like you, when you look at the Jin thing how he started in a place and he's it takes time yeah. you know Jin started in a place and he didn't get better overnight mm-hmm. he's get and he continues to get better as the show goes by Jack's like only just starting that now here at the end of season three whereas Jin was starting it back in the early episodes of season one sure I just I didn't appreciate the like I love you and then just walk away and like we're left to speculate what that means. I was just kind of like sure like he drops it in her lap too, kind of leaves it on her. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That, that is kind of iffy, and that's and that's where Chris, where I buy your sort of like backhanded manipulation type mm-hmm. of things. Like if he was trying to be earnest here. He would have stayed. There'd be in that a moment. moment, and he didn't. He, no. he, he and again, because yeah. he's not healed, he ran because he probably was briefly vulnerable and then was scared. Right, and that's why it felt yeah. so kind of yeah. like underhanded, it felt weird, and just yeah. like oh, yeah. I'm out now. And no, I, I will, I will not disagree with that. It did, it did feel weird, mm-hmm. but I, I look at it differently now in 2023 than mm-hmm. I did back in 2006. So interesting. Yeah. Cut to Sawyer and Juliet walking. Yeah. So when we were breaking all those rocks, what? Why are we doing it? We're building a runway for the aliens. And for a hot second, you're like, wait, what? Wait, what? She's like, nah, fuck it. Got him. Uh, Got him. (laughs) There are no aliens. There's also no guns. No no guns. No aliens. No nothing. But I got a friend, Hurley. Hurley does come busted in which I thank thank Christ Um, because they have this horrible conversation so are you screwing Jack right no are you right (laughs) again Uh, if this is 2023 uh, you'd be like not yet right because that's because that's, that's a viable storyline yeah, yeah um they were building a runway she doesn't know what for what do you put on runways fucking planes, planes. it's not that hard to figure out christ <laughs> it's a dirigible <laughs> <laughs> it's ben's airship it's coming he was going to challenge desmond to a race around the world <laughs> It's a, it's a, if they were building a runway for a hot air balloon, it would just be like one rock. <laughs> it's just land there, right there. But yeah, uh, yeah, she's like, I was, uh, I, I said there were guns so that you would let me come along. I have my own karmic shit I have to deal with. All right, cool. Yeah. Hey, hey, you guys. Hey, wait, you guys. Hurley comes thundering through the underbrush. He's like, I'm going to help. Jack's busy. Saeed's busy. Everybody's busy. All the people I normally <sighs> hang out with are busy. Charlie wouldn't let me come along. I am a named survivor. <laughs> I am I am part of the team. Yeah. You guys got to stop ignoring me. 
<laughs> Let me help. Like, did he, as an actor, have this conversation with the writers? Like, look, guys, could you please put me in one storyline and actually can, do can something? Give me something to do. Can I do something as a character right. and an actor? Please don't turn me into Claire. Yeah, I'm a really good actor. Don't put me in just comedic relief shit. Like, right. let me let me go. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, and then Sawyer is just a fucking dog. <laughs> Well, it's but he's doing the same thing that he was doing with Kate. Kind of keeping him safe by right. pushing him away. Right. Yeah. Because he does say Hugo. He doesn't yeah. call him early. He doesn't hit him with a nickname. Yeah. Doesn't like even, he called doesn't, Kate Kate earlier. Yeah. And doesn't even use his established nickname that everybody uses. Right. He calls him Hugo. Right. So he just, you can't help, man. And yeah, he pushes him away. Right. He's building, he's, Sawyer's, again, wrestling with pointlessness, he's building walls, he's pushing people away, mm-hmm. whatever. He's got some stuff going on. Go on, we don't want you here. Yeah. So, Hurley's probably... Probably gonna go back. He's probably gonna yeah, just, just yeah. he's probably just go back. Talk to Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Um cut over to Ben. Um <laughs> so some father daughter time. Just a regular father daughter shit. Oh the bonding. Look, I put Carl in room 23. I tried to brainwash him. I jammed him full of ketamine. I did all this stuff just because I didn't want him to get you pregnant. I turned him into an ant man. Look, Alex, we all know abstinence is not the answer. No. So ketamine was. Yeah. That was the next go-to as a father. A couple of tabs of mescaline. Get a little loopy. Look, I sat on the porch with a shotgun. He didn't take the hint. Ketamine was my next go-to. So, yeah. And, yeah. and hey, look. Are you pregnant? <gasps> yeah. oh, Can't argue with results. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, MK Ultra. I'm sure a lot of CIA and NSA daughters were yeah. not made pregnant due to that experimentation program. I thought you said NSA otters. <laughs> I was ready to go down that rabbit hole with you for a hot second. Uh, oh, that's I have that in a different booklet. Oh, I bet you do a different dossier. Uh, but yeah, Ben's gonna gonna hand Alex over to the survivors. Since you want to be with your boyfriend, your new family, poet, dork. Um, <laughs> and she's she's just like, why can't you just leave him alone? Like, yeah. why do you have to do this? And he's like, I cannot. I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> <laughs> just can't. Oh, I would have bought that more than if he would have said the real reason, which is he believes he has some sort of divine instruction from Jacob that nobody oh, can yeah, leave yeah, the yeah. island or whatever. If he, he were to say that, Alex would be like, let's hurry up so you can give me to them because I don't want to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This can sucks. I switch sides? Yeah. Um, come back. We have to even the teams. Um, <laughs> so Locke's alive. Oh, God. <laughs> of and course he is. such a good position. Oh, <laughs> holy fuck. I, every time I think about the Dharma mass grave, I think of that stupid <laughs> meme that we made of Conor McGregor. The Ben being like, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to absolutely nobody. That's right. <laughs> oh, oh man. I kind of forgot <sighs> all about Locke throughout this whole thing. Um, I mean, I was. I didn't. Because, like, we were just doing our thing, and, like, like it didn't even occur to me, like, up until this point, that Locke hadn't interrupted anything. That's fair. He hadn't come in and been like, but wait, you shut your mouth. And normally, I would be like, where the fuck's Locke? What's Locke happening? I, when it cut to this, and I was like, oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> Back in 2000 and whatever, everybody thought Locke was fucking dead. Mm-hmm. And he's not. Right. And I had that same exact experience here, because I was like... As far as I was concerned, he was dead. 
Because I, I hadn't seen him. I hadn't thought about him. No storylines about him. Yeah. The last person to have hypothetically seen him was Sawyer. Well, Ben. Oh, yeah, sure. I suppose. Because <laughs> ben, Ben's the one that shot him. <laughs> You're right. That uh, Yeah. So the last survivor to have seen him would have been Sawyer. And then, yeah. Oh, ben, sure, and then ben, sure, yeah sure. That's right. Ben shot him and threw him in the grave. That's right. Um, I forgot all about that shit. Yeah. Hey friends, here's a content warning. If you want to skip our conversation about suicide, please jump forward 90 seconds from the sound of the tone. Apparently his legs don't work again. Yeah. Bummer. He's moving them around yeah. like he uh, definitely again. Can. Yeah. He's kind of wobbling them. He it's it's weird. If he got shot in the spine, it could have happened. So I I understand his belief that it that he is paralyzed again. Um and Right. And he's like, if I can't use my leg, like, I got my second chance on this island. Like, I'm not going through this shit again. I'm just, I'm done. We're cashed out. That's it for old Johnny Locke. Yeah. Again, uh, another uh, just, like, bout of purposelessness. Um, The man who he wanted revenge against so badly or he, that he blamed for a lot of his problems as an adulthood is also dead at the hands of Sawyer. Like, yeah, if I'm laying here bleeding in a hole and my legs don't work again. Yeah. Spots a spots a loaded revolver over at one of the bodies in the mass grave. Yeah, T- takes a look. You know, revolver's own jam. Sure don't. And he puts it to his uh, puts it to his forehead, and he's about to yeah he's about to kill himself. About to do it. And um, he hears a voice. Stop! Don't knock it off. And we look up, and at the edge of the mass grave is Walt. Motherfucking wet whispering wall. Wet whispering wall. I I did just write down here that Locke's like I can't move my legs, and Walt's like you can get out of the ditch. You have work to do. And mm. I said this is an exact conversation I had with my dad when I was fifteen on a Saturday morning <laughs> about doing yard work. I can't move so my legs. You, you can. You, you got you work can. to do. Work get out of that ditch. You have work to do. <laughs> Um, they do a really good job here of shooting Walt from a very low angle to hide the fact that he is 6'4". Um, yeah. yeah, he looks like he's grown yeah. a bit. <laughs> they put him in like clearly like a 5XL t-shirt yeah. like just so he's drowning in it. Uh, and that's uh, that's the end of part one. What? Holy smokes. Part deal. Part deal. We start in flashback. Uh, Jack's driving around, looking for somewhere, someplace. To some bush? Yeah. What? It sounds, is, it, is it Bush, the song that's playing? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like Bush. I think oh, it's Bush. I yeah. he said he was looking for He's bush. looking for like, Bush. Yeah. <laughs> me and Jack both, brother. My wife would never forgive me if I uh, uttered like, the phrase, Jack is looking for Bush. No, that is so inappropriate. <laughs> you can't say that Jack's hunting for Bush. You got to say muff or slit or clam. <laughs> oh, no. Bush is disgusting, Chris. Come oh yeah, on. sorry, that's a little too uh too grown up for you, I guess. Uh, he's got a trucker hat on, this is booty hunter. <laughs> he just sticks his head up to this dude standing in front of the thing. Hey, you guys seen any pussy around here? <laughs> no, I only see you guys. Oh. He's got the mud flap, but it, it's the lady with her legs open, like with her chrome. Fucking rolls coal on him. <laughs> I mean, he's going to Hollywood, dude. He could see some shit. Well, what's supposed to be Hollywood? It's yeah. obviously a street in Honolulu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, maybe not obviously a street in Honolulu, but obviously not Los Angeles. Yes, it's not for real. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he uh, he pulls up to this place. He's got the he's got the paper still. He's looking at the the piece of paper uh, across the street. There's a funeral parlor. Yeah. So he heads in there. I guess this is what almost he was gets looking. hit by a car. He does almost get it. But but who gives a fuck? He doesn't even give him. It a does a not in give a yeah. fuck. No. no fucks given. Yeah. Which pretty great honestly right. like, i love it um right i'm walking here yeah like he's just like get the fuck out of i got shit to do right um, he's he's so liquored up that if he got t-boned by a car like he's so limber that he would just walk <laughs> it off and continue into the funeral home He'd just stay loose and land on his feet and again with what he dealt with in the uh in the beginning of the episode if he got smoked by a car i'm sure he wouldn't care <laughs> no no um, he, he goes into this uh funeral parlor um and yeah there's a casket a bunch of empty folding chairs um but no people no people dude comes out he's like hey what's up he's like oh i heard there were there he's a- like i'm here for the bush <laughs> hey! there it is jack shepherd bush hunter bush hunter <laughs> uh he's like what's up is a funeral over he's like no funeral just a viewing are you friends or family and he's like Neither, man. I just, I, I'm one of those people who reads obituaries and then goes to fu- fu- viewings and funerals so nobody feels alone in their final moments. You know, for Bush. And I'm looking for Bush. You oh, know. Yeah. Great place to pick up women is viewings and funerals because there's nothing more erotic than a, a crying woman. 50% <laughs> there's a widow. Oh, no. Chris, that's so much worse than what I said. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, the guys, the funeral, the funeral director's like, yeah, that no, nobody showed up. Um, do, do you want me to open this this casket? And he's like, nah, get out of here, scram, skedaddle. And I, all I was like, this has to be Locke, right? Like, it, it has right. to be. Like, Locke's the only saddest story of like no one would show up to his funeral. I was gonna ask if you had guesses as to who was in the in the coffin. Yeah, I thought it was Locke. You think it's both Locke? That was my guess. Um, I was gonna say he, the the funeral director's like, uh, do you want me to open this? And Jack's like, nah, nah. Then he'll spoil the season four finale. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't much of a looker anyways. Uh, uh, solid guesses on uh, who's in the What coffin. if they put a wig on him? <laughs> and a fake in, beard. Yeah. Yeah. It says oh, neither. He takes, he, takes, he his, takes last, his last uh, yep. pill. Yeah. Takes his last, uh, mm-hmm. his last oxy. Uh, and then we cut back to the survivors, Jack and Rousseau. She just, uh, she's just like, I, I haven't been up here in like 16 years. Not since I put the tape on, you know. Yeah. He's like, why couldn't you even put on a better tape? Like, why do we listen to this weird message? You couldn't put on some no hollow notes. Yeah, a little Steely Dan, maybe. Some Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. I started this tape like 16 years ago. And since then, I've been kind of doing like the eat, pray, love thing. I've just been finding myself like really exploring cuisine on the island, hunting humans. You know how it goes. Mm, Long pork. And she's very much into that, and she's not done with uh, with praying on humans so she's not leaving the island yeah, she told she's, you, she's like i home, I, I, sweet home baby yeah. i got nothing left now. the immortal words of wooderson i'm here <laughs> <laughs> oh hey look ben, ben and alex are here <laughs> oh what can ben, I do? <laughs> um how big is the island exactly is how big the story requires it to be i was gonna say according to ben's yes. lord of the rings map that he has of it it's like straight out of tolkien's book yeah yeah cut to the looking glass um <laughs> mikhail smokes credit <laughs> 
Well, he's got a, he's it's business time, so he's got to put his eye patch on. It's it's sort of like over the top when he flips his hat around. You know, he's like, all right, eye patch comes on. It's fucking time to kill some ladies. Yep. And this way, when I shoot the rest of my scenes for today, I don't have to have the makeup on my eye. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, pretty good makeup. But yeah, he goes out there as a couple. Of, he's like, "Hey, you know, X Y Z, following orders. You know, what's up with you two? And like, blam, 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 blam. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Greta gets clapped, and then he goes to shoot Bonnie. And she starts to run away. I mean, you're in a room. Like, where are you gonna go? Like under the sea. Yeah. So he he gets her. Doesn't kill her. Just wounds her. Um, and then he gets spear gunned in the chest. My Desmond. Oh, so, so good. Good. Awesome. So awesome. I'd love it. Chekhov's spear gun. <laughs> yeah. Because they talked about it. Right. Of course. Yeah. That's almost what gets him caught. Yeah. Uh, so good. So yeah, uh, Desmond drops Mikhail and... Uh, De- De- Desmond X Machina? No, that's nothing. So <laughs> I like that. That's not bad, though. But yeah, that's it for this scene, right? Yeah. Um, the, the one lady's still alive. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. She got. She only got wounded. She did not get killed. Um, we cut yeah. to the jungle. Ben is like, hey, speaking of murders, you killed seven of my friends or employees, whatever. Um, you, <laughs> can you give me five minutes? We can just chat a little bit. Let me talk. Let me try and talk you out of this. I mean, just talk to you, man. Let's chat. <laughs> Kate checks to make sure that he's alone which he is apparently there's only two tracks his and hers it's fine it's great yeah how far back did you go kate how far back did you go because yeah their foot per- like did you run a mile because there could be people in i don't know the tree the line, tree line? Are, like yeah. a thousand yards away yeah cut back to a flashback jack's trying to get some drugs um yeah. aren't we all <laughs> he's used up all his refills he's like i swear to god i it like, twice he's like no this was number three and it's like oh, i got another one hold on um, while he's looking for his extra prescription he gets um recognized he's like hey you're the guy this guy's a hero he's a hero give him whatever drugs he wants yeah that's hey. right that, exactly that oxy exactly pharmacy lady <laughs> if this guy wants to get fucked up who are you in the way to get in the way of a hero's high baby you got any fentanyl back there give, give me, me that guy shit. in fact let's just take this motherfucker over <laughs> Come on, Jack, what are you saying? Let's, do it. Let's go have some drinks in the parking lot, Doc. This is life crisis, pulls on a Lucha Libre mask and just two guns. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Jack's like, you know what? I think I'm good. <laughs> Let's get crazy. This was rock bottom. I'm going to a meeting. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's when Jack's like, I think the drugs are kicking in. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I don't need a refill. Um, but yeah, she she can't get his refill. She ha- he hands her of a, a new prescription. I got a second prescription here. She's like, you can't prescribe drugs to yourself. It's like it's two different people. Doctor Chris Shepard's my dad. He obviously wrote me a prescription for oxycodone. Here it is. I'm cashing it in. Hook me up. She's like, I gotta call his office. She's like, he's he's like, don't do that. He's not home. He's busy. He, he you wouldn't know my dad. He's got he, cats. He lives in Canada. He's gone. He's a ghost. He's, he's an alien. Yeah. He's busy. He's blue. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> That's a hundred percent. The way I developed my signature that I sign on legal documents is because I used to forge my dad's signature <laughs> for like my report card. Sure. Like I and I, I just kind of made a signature that looks like his, and that's now mm-hmm. my signature sure. to this day. So like, you know, same thing. Like, uh, got the note from dad right here. I sure hope the teacher doesn't look at it too close. Right, yeah. right. But yeah, for, uh, he he bails. He can't get the refill, so he he bails. Um. He stumbles away. He's pretty fucked up. Um, and honestly, 
even if he had a good prescription, she shouldn't have served him anyway. He's obviously, it's drug-seeking behavior. He's, yeah. Um, come back to Ben and Jack. Ben says that Naomi is not here to rescue them. She is on the bad guy's Ooh. team. Ooh. And Ben is on the good guy's team. Oh. We remember that from a time in the past when he, they were like, who are you? And he's like, we're the good guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he thinks he's got a little bit, so this must have happened off screen. He radios over to Tom. He's like, hey, Tom, I'm here with Jack. Um, if you don't hear my voice in a minute, I need you to shoot Saeed, Jin, and Bernard. Mm-hmm. Smoke them fools. And Jack sticks to the plan. Again, Saeed said he was willing to give up his life to make sure that everybody got rescued. He's like, he doesn't give in. He doesn't negotiate with Ben. The minute goes by, they argue. Um, it's cut very frenetically. Um, it's very tense. And it's the, real good. And the minute <laughs> goes by, and then you hear gunshots, and Jack is 100% convinced that they're dead now. Yep. And that makes him mad, so he beats the ever-loving snot up. <laughs> and then we find out why Ben has everyone else do the physical work, because he just gets fucking ropes beefed to the ground. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Henry. Henry (laughs) Living bruise. Um, He grabs the radio. He's like, Tom. Hey, Tom. I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, yeah. This unhinged part with Jack is so like, and then I'm going to kill you. I'm going to wear your ears as a necklace. You know what? I liked it though. I, I liked it. it. I, I was like, loved it. Jack, Jack has done some unhinged shit. Mm. This is a moment where him being unhinged is absolutely on script right. and warranted. Right. He's like, it's like the only rational response here is his yeah. complete unhingedness. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking get all my people rescued. I'm gonna turn off the fucking radio. I got Ben with me, and then when I'm done with all that shit, when I'm done with my tasks for the day, <laughs> my new task is killing your fucking. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. I am gonna hippity hop all over your fucking skull like Michigan J Frog. <laughs> Oh my god. Cut to the looking glass. Um, Desmond and Charlie just get to work doing the thing. Greta's dead. Mikhail's dead. Bonnie is still alive and breathing. So Charlie tries to get the code from her. Desmond tries to figure out how to use the gear. They're just like, yeah, we, we won. All right. Things were fine. Let's just do a little mop up here and then we'll yeah, That's move pretty on. cool. <laughs> yeah. Char- Charlie's like, hey, listen, give me the code. And she's like, fuck you. Uh, and he's like, listen, Ben told Mikhail to kill you. Yeah. Right. You're going to die. You have one last chance to make him very angry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she starts spouting off some numbers, and he's like, "What? Too too many numbers? Too many? Too too fast?" Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's like, "It's good vibrations. Yeah. It's a song. Good vibrations. The Beach Boys. It was, yeah, it was programmed by a musician. By a musician. Figure it out. Yeah. Then so we from there we cut to the survivors. Jack brings Ben back. <laughs> Tie him up. They're like, God damn, Jack, what the fuck? <laughs> we got one of those monkey leashes for kids. <laughs> Come on, Ben. Yeah. Uh, and. <laughs> And Alex and Rousseau meet for the first time. Rousseau has seen Alex from a distance in the past, but this is the first time that she's ever come face to face with her daughter since she was born. Yeah, Ben, <laughs> just from like a swollen, bloody lump down to the ground. Uh, Alex, meet your mother. Yeah, very yeah. much like the Joker would, I feel like. Yeah. Mark Hamill's Joker. Yeah. Um, yeah. The very first words that Rousseau says to this daughter yes, that she has yes. been waiting is, will, will you help me tie him up? Will you help up? me tie him up? Just the very first words. Just some more bonding. Just literal activities bonding. To, activities it's together. literal familial <laughs> bonding. It's such a good mother-daughter moment. Do you want to help me tie him up? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alex seems like she's kind of into it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mother, like daughter. Yep. And Kate's like, why'd you bring him back here? He's like, 
I'm gonna fucking kill him. I'm gonna ruin his life. I'm gonna show him that he failed, and then I'm gonna fucking kill him. <laughs> it's gonna be so cool. I'm gonna feel really good about it. So should you. <laughs> we all should feel good about this one. I know I'm gonna. Um, yeah, it's uh, also again pretty great. <laughs> Yeah, he's just yeah. full Christian Bale from American Psycho at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he tells Kate that, like, oh, yeah, uh, Jin and Saeed and Bernard are probably toast. Don't tell anybody, though, because, yeah. like, we, we just got to get this fucking radio thing. We can worry about grieving yeah. and telling them later. But, like, right now, I need everybody to fucking focus up because we are so close. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we will lose Sun and Rose if we tell them now. So mm-hmm. uh, And so let's just keep going. Yeah. Cut to the beach. Oh, another amazing scene. <laughs> Tom didn't kill anybody. <laughs> oh, they're there. They they pulled a switcheroo. They just fired the gun three times into the sand. They didn't actually kill anybody. Why do you think they did that? Oh, because they're the good guys. No, Tom Tom doesn't trust Ben anymore. Ah, all right. There we go. I He's like, like that. Yeah, this yeah. is so fucked. Ben, like Ben's obviously improvising. That was it. Was too impulsive mm-hmm. of, yeah. of a decision. He's openly admitting he's lying to his people at this point. I got. I, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Tom is just like, nah, man. Yeah, no, shit's that's falling good. apart. I like that a lot. Yeah. So yeah. So instead of wasting those guys on Ben's word, he made him think that. Especially compare that to like uh, Greta and the other lady. How they're like, we're down here on orders because mm-hmm. we believe in Ben. And, you know, they're the like, they're the the blind believers still. And Tom is like, Tom's got more sense about him than that. So yeah. he's like, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna work this shit out. Mm-hmm. And then, and we see Juliet and Sawyer watching Tom and some other guy have this conversation. Uh, Ryan and Ivan and Jason are alive. And I think there's a third or a fourth one. There's, there's three guys, there's three four guys. guns. Three guys, four guns. Say. Yeah. So it, so yeah, the three guys left are Ivan, Ryan and, uh, and Jason and Tom. No, that's four guys. So maybe Ivan's already dead. Anyway, yeah. J- so Jason and Ryan are for sure still here because those are the next two guys to get iced. Um, <laughs> I, I, wa- uh, I watched the show with the captions on. And so the next thing that happened, I just saw it, a caption came at the bottom of the screen in parentheses, engine running. And I was like, what? <laughs> Then the band comes back. I was like, where the fuck did this oh, thing come from? Oh man, so good. And then I saw the Dharma logo on the oh, front of it. The yeah. van episode is so good. It's so good. I love it. Um yeah, Hurley at the wheel just like comes through and just like barrels into the beach camp and runs into Ryan, fucking pancakes him. Tom goes diving out of the way. Ugh. Sawyer uses the van as cover. He gets in there, he picks up Ryan's pistol, he's gonna get ready to shoot Jason. Saeed he trips Jason and breaks his neck with his legs. Badass. So cool. And and that is all badass. Yes. Mm-hmm. But now Sawyer gets an actual like <sighs> badass moment for Sawyer to say some truly like black hat shit. He's got Tom at gunpoint. Tom's like, all right, you got me. I give let's up. fucking, let's figure this out. And Sawyer just fucking shoots him in the chest. Cold. That's for taking the kid off the raft. And Hurley's like, dude, he's surrendered. What, what's the deal? And Sawyer just, I didn't believe him. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my, I got goosebumps right now thinking yeah. about it. So good. Sawyer that was a good moment. does yeah. not fucking care anymore. He is over yeah. all of this shit. He's awesome. over the island, the others. others. 
Jack, all of it, all the games, fucking, all, yeah, all the done. shit. Like you just everything that happened. He's like, and then the, yeah, I, you took a kid, you kidnapped a kid. On top of all the first shit you. that we've been going through, you kidnapped a kid from his father. Right, <laughs> and we were just trying to get home. And because of that, a bunch of my friends died. Yeah, yeah, unreal. Fuck so you. Good. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um, cut to a flashback. Jack has headed back to the <laughs> hospital. He knows where he can get some oxy. If you can't get it from a pharmacy, you can get it from a hospital. Hey, Chris, remember when we would play the Left 4 Dead yeah. all the time? Yeah. And uh, one of the sounds would just be grabbing pills. Grabbing pills. <laughs> yeah, and I love how all- he just goes and helps. Like, obviously, the door is, like, locked. He just grabs the keys, whatever. Right. But then it's just, like, oxy in just this, like, what I what looks like a set medic, like, help yourself. However many oxy packets you take, just. It's like a trial pack. Yeah. 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 It's like, like the- oh, some travel packs of oxy. Right. Yeah. Because, like, if you come into, like, the urgent care of the ER or something, it's like that. Oh, okay. You obviously twisted your ankle. Right. Here's a trial. Here's a, a trial pack of oxy, and you know, yeah. I Here's mean, one to get you. That hooked. is kind of how we got into the opioid crisis, right? Yeah, <laughs> first exactly. one's free. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Remembering that this is the yeah. mid two thousands. Yeah. Right. Also, why the fuck? Why are you fucking around with the pharmacy when you could just go to the easily accessible room with all the free samples now, that no one's keeping track of? To be fair, he didn't start with stealing. Yeah, like he did try to go That's the fair. legit That's route, fair. and maybe you know, after leaving the funeral parlor, the pharmacy was on his way home, and he was just like. You know, I'll stop in, get yeah. a refill, and then so this is like, you know. But yeah, uh, he comes out and Dr. Hamill uh, sees him. There he can yeah. barely stand there. Yeah, he's fucked up at this point, like real fucked up. Yep. He's knocking shit over, and Dr. Hamill's like, hey, man, what are you doing? Well, I was just looking at the chart, whatever. And uh, Dr. <laughs> Hamill tells him, he's like, hey, the yeah. woman's fine. She's touch and go, but like, she's going to get there. But she woke up and she told me what she saw. Mm-hmm. That caused the accident. She was distracted because when she pulled up to the bridge, she saw a man standing on the railing. How did you get to that car so fast, Jack? I'm a Superman. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Doctor Hamill's putting a two and two, one and two together here, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah. You know, so he's like, so come to my office, man. Let's talk. Let's talk. You're obviously in some sort of distress. Mm-hmm. Let's just go talk. <laughs> Jack's like, fuck that. I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck you, Professor Feelgood. Yeah, you fucking... Leave me alone. So, there's obviously a lot of... um, This is Mystery Box Television. There's a lot of questions that um, now they set up here Mm. at the end of Season 3 that we will go into Season 4. This was one of the biggest ones for me because we now know that this is not a flashback. This Mm -hmm. is the future. And he Mm -hmm. says, you know, have you been drinking? He's like, ah, fuck you. I'm drunk. You're drunk. Everybody's drunk. Right. You get my dad down here. If he's drunker than me, you can fire me. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, does that imply that Christian is alive? Because, or is Jack that doinked out of his mind that he forgot that his dad's dead? You know, like. I think what it is, because like the the writers put this in here, obviously, to continue the subterfuge that it's a flashback right but i yeah. think jack is saying this be like part of the reason i'm fucked up is because my dad's dead you can't get my dad down here because he's dead okay like that's why he's saying it's kind of that's, that's how you make it work oh. because he's, knowing it's not a yeah, flashback because he's stoned like in his head this is a this is a kind of a fuck you to this guy he's right like, bring my dad down here if he if i'm drunker than him but you can't get him down because he's dead and that's part of the reason why i'm drunk and i'm on pills and all mm. of my shit is fucked up and also even if you could get his corpse down here his corpse is still drunk absolutely <laughs> he's fucking soaked casket aged mm. right there uh, we are there it is <laughs> 
Oh, oh, but yeah, he, he hits him with that one and then bails. Um, we cut back to the survivors. Hurley, or Ra- Hurley radio's in. Hey, hey, I saved the day, guys. Hey, I'm fucking great. I fucking did it. I did it. It's me, Hurley. Hurley? Is that you? <laughs> yeah, I saved the day. Everybody's alive. It's all fine. It's all good. Claire asks the question that nobody was asking. Is Charlie okay? <laughs> what about Charlie? I'm sure he's fine. Hey, He'll be right back. Stop talking. Take care of your baby. We're fucking talking about how Hurley saved the day. <laughs> Are Jin's abs okay? Everything's fine. They're all fine. But but this does give us a segue into the next scene. Uh, we cut back to the looking glass. Charlie starts punching in the numbers. Humming out good vibrations. Good vibrations. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a thing with something. Beep, 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 beep. Um, this was also something that happened in Short Circuit 2. Yeah. The better of the help short circuits. Me, when they punch, help, yeah, help well, yeah, they punched it. Help me, Rhonda, to get out of the. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. Because you can always go downtown. <laughs> this bit, I guess, was weird for me because, like, Charlie has. Char- this is a very. You know, we're about to get into a, an awesome scene for Charlie, like an awesome Charlie turn of events. Not awesome, but you know what I mean. Right. And Charlie's had a. a good couple of episodes here mm-hmm. the fact that like it had to be to like a song i was like you you could just get into the numbers the fact that it was like, unless we do some time traveling and we find out that charlie programmed the fucking thing or something mm. or you know i don't know don't adam don't fucking look into the camera like that you piece of shit uh, i actually i don't i don't remember if we ever find out who actually programmed the console or not yeah i was like okay unnecessary but sure. fine we're, yeah. we're getting to charlie's crescendo here so he needs as many wins as he can have sure yeah he shuts it down and uh he gets ready to just walk away that's the last thing he had to do is just shut it off he wasn't supposed to like call anybody or whatever um but then this incoming transmission button starts blinking so he hits the button he's like yeah Domino's pick up our delivery <laughs> <laughs> we've been trying to reach you about your car insurance no <laughs> um, and it's fucking penelope widmore penny oh penny say hey who's this you called me <laughs> who are you um uh, my name's charlie on the basis for drive shaft <laughs> <laughs> she's she's so pretty i almost didn't realize she's in f- front of the fakest green screen background <laughs> oh, that's God, ever yeah. lived <laughs> <laughs> she is really gorgeous sonny walger but yeah, yeah she's like uh what's your scoop she's like i'm one of the survivors of 815 uh and he's like hey hey desmond look the phone's working i think it's your girlfriend and he's like wait what what <laughs> And she's like, wait, Desmond? The Desmond? The Desmond? How drunk is he? (laughs) Is there a drunk Scott named Desmond there? (laughs) I mean, it's early. She's not real, real drunk. Yeah, that's him. (laughs) Uh Oh. He's like, yeah, yeah, Desmond, he's coming over. He's going to get over here uh, at just the right time, I'm sure. What's your scoop? What's with the boat? And she's like... What boat are you talking about? I don't have a fucking boat. I don't have a fucking boat. I have like an Arctic listening station and like all kinds of other stuff, but no boat. That's insane. Um, I do own a boat though, and it's named Libby the Therapist for no particular reason. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We hear a noise. Like a banging. Yeah. We also, at some point before this, got a shot right around here, a shot of where Mikhail used to be. Because <laughs> we see the other two bodies, but not his. Yeah. Yeah. But a blood trail going into the open into the water. water. Yeah. And then we hear the knocking some more, and then we look over the porthole, and Mikhail's got his scuba goggles on. Hello, Charlie! <laughs> and he's got a grenade. This is the most Looney Tunes <laughs> shit. 
Oh First my of God. all, the only thing that would have made it better would be if he had a scuba mask that was only one eye, um, <laughs> just like a just like a glass just that he's holding up to his yeah, um, it's like an underwater monocle. <laughs> but he he knocks on the glass to be like, oh. housekeeping, <laughs> and he's got a fucking pineapple grenade in his hand. It's fucking wild. And this is where Charlie's like, oh fuck i am yeah nope this is this is it like the grenade goes off and blows the porthole open and the water starts pouring in desmond hasn't entered the room yet so he rushes over to the bulkhead and slams the door shut and locks it so that when the station it won't flood the entire thing it'll only flood the room he's in yeah can't wait to see how mikhail walks away from this one (laughs) Dude, he's gonna. He's fucking he's gonna. Spear I know through he's the gonna gut. be back. Yeah. Missing I an arm. This motherfucker's gonna come back. He's like a lizard. He'll just grow that hand back. He just blew out his other eye, so now he just has two eye patches when he comes back. <laughs> I'm twice as evil. Nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, as the as the room starts to flood, um, you know, Desmond's trying to help. He wants to try and save Charlie's life, but he's just like he's Desmond had a lot of shit happen to him all of a sudden, like Penny, the thing, the explosion, the whatever. And so Charlie, as one of his last moments here, he takes out his sharpie and he writes on his palm, not Penny's boat, and he slaps his hand up against the window so that Desmond can see it and that he can know that, yes, Penny did contact them and and she knows Desmond's alive and she knows that the survivor's alive, but she's not the person who sent the boat. Yes. So it's good, yes, that they were contacted. And and now that Penny knows that Desmond's alive, since she hasn't sent a boat, she will hopefully send a boat. (laughs) (laughs) But the boat that's here now that Naomi arrived on not penny's boat the music score and how it's shot dude i was getting a little teary i i, mm-hmm. I was openly weeping like i've seen this moment countless it's of t- so times good. Both as as its own thing on youtube i've seen it in social media like a lot of the instagram accounts that we follow on like they make a lot out of this moment and it is a very important and very meaningful and very well done moment and yeah i, I was i was tears were running down my face now as someone who grew up catholic i noticed something at like the very final shot of charlie mm-hmm. as his body starting to like float and you see him like go limp yeah it almost looks like his i think it's his left hand like he starts to do yeah he's the start, touch, yeah. Touch. Yeah. like he's gonna do the four points mm-hmm. yeah like he's saying goodbye with god mm-hmm. yeah. very interesting making his peace yeah and it was uh yeah. he just didn't finish it which is also yeah, he, sad yeah, like he yeah, gets he, two touches yeah, out and, of four in. and dies yeah and dies yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. Pretty tough. Yeah. And I was like, that's a nice touch, too, yeah. for yeah. the actor. And they also made sure to put Charlie's head next to the hole so that you could tell that his shoulders wouldn't fit through. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yes. Because, so like, like, everybody had been like, why didn't he just go out of the hole? It's like, because his body wouldn't have fit. Was, so, yeah. so about that. Um, <sighs> what? You fucking buzzkill? <laughs> we have to take a brief sojourn over to science land. <laughs> Um, two things this has been talked about extensively on some message boards that i definitely don't contribute to sure. because the porthole blew up and water rushed in the uh seawater coming in would have equaled out and pressurized once the water reached the level of the top of the porthole sure the room would not have mm. continued to fill with water because it was sealed uh, additionally, you're saying it, it, oh, it, it would have left an air bubble starting at the top of the at portal. The top. Yeah. Right. And then Desmond could have gotten the scuba thing 
and like sure there's a way out also i did some measuring of the pineapple grenade (laughs) um versus the window and was able to deduce how big that porthole actually is to scale and then i got dominic monaghan's rough measurements oh my god did you contact the set customer for those or uh no i used (laughs) celebrityheights.com um and took his height to his his height to weight measurements to get an approximate measurement of his shoulder width Mm -hmm. he absolutely could have fit his strung out ass through that fucking porthole i'll pu- i'll put all my math to that on instagram yeah <laughs> okay good please do but please yeah, share the math that that was sort of a, a thing that did pop up in the in the discussion after this like he could have got out though <laughs> yeah but that doesn't get dominic off the show right dominic wanted off the show he, had he broken wanted up to with, get out of hawaii he broke up with angelina lily he was sick of doing lost he was were they he, dating at the time? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, and that was part of the reason why he wanted off the show. Yeah. He didn't want to work with Evangeline Lilly anymore. It wasn't the entire reason, but it didn't happen. Sure. But let me tell you, for all the people that got written off this show, he got a fucking amazing Yeah, it was a great send-off. Off. Oh, so good. Yeah. An actual, like, a meaningful sacrifice to a man who, and his character, just like, throughout his life, you know, always struggled with... Finding purpose. Yeah. Finding how to be useful to yeah. everyone else. Yeah, and how to care for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Cut to psychic baby. <laughs> <laughs> the baby starts crying. What's wrong? He's okay. What's wrong with there? He's probably fine. I don't know. Fucking hungry. I don't know. He's got. He's got one of those baby diseases. I don't know. He's been sleeping on a fucking sand for three months. Uh, the survivors get to the tower. Um, they go inside. They turn off the French message. Naomi's like, I can't get a signal in here. It's because you're in a concrete bunker, you hammerhead. Who was trying to call from inside of there anyway? Go back outside. <laughs> I can't get a signal. Oh, it's not working. Oh, God you're not forbid we can Faraday cage, you moron. Give me a fucking break. Um, I'm only calling people a hammerhead from now on. <laughs> hammerhead? Have I never said that before? I feel like I say that all the no. time. Oh, my God. Yeah, hammerhead. Um, <laughs> Uh, so like they get outside the phone starts to work uh, Naomi's like it's working it's working I'm definitely gonna survive everything's great <laughs> what is that sound <laughs> thwap <laughs> Dorothy <laughs> is there a spinal surgeon in the house oh wait oh wait um, <laughs> yeah John Locke throws a knife right through Naomi's back Instant kill. Yeah, instant kill. Yeah, S- sort of ish. She dies in the next episode. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. aspirating for a few minutes after that. <laughs> yeah. The season four premiere does pick up like right, right here, there. so okay. she dies in season four. But like, <laughs> spoilers. Gosh, I'm not there yet. Yeah, gotta wait for next summer. Uh, yeah, exactly. Wait for next summer. But then, so like, John's like, uh, "Don't do it. I killed her. I will kill you." Mm-hmm. And Jack, Jack calls his bluff. He's like, "You killed her because you don't know her. I don't think you will kill me. And even if you're gonna shoot me, like you're gonna have to shoot all forty of us because if I die, the next person is just gonna pick up the radio. And you're gonna have to kill them, and you're gonna kill it because these people all want off. You are not keeping us here." anymore it looks a little tense for a sec yeah john's ready almost yeah. to protect the island and mm-hmm. his way of here and yeah he's got this same sort of divine mandate that ben does mm-hmm. ben starts chiming in and russo just gives him like a backhand and knocks <laughs> his ass out it's so good <laughs> you are not contributing clank um, yeah you need to learn to shut the fuck up when adults is talking and i love because he's tied up or like around his just above his midsection so he just kind of go like goes limp over the road he's just like <laughs> leaning forward against it so funny oh my god uh but yeah a dude named minkowski is on the phone hey it's minkowski what's up he's like hey i'm jack 
we're the one with Survivor's Mochi and K15. Can you find us on things? Like, Hell yeah, brother. Like, at first, no, at first, dude's like, how'd you get this number? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Yeah. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> Naomi's definitely not dead. Yeah, she's good. I'm okay. Yeah. Like meat puppets, her head. <laughs> she's 10, she's 10 100, bro. I'll get back to her next time. Meanwhile, send a helicopter. Can you find her location? Hell yeah, we can. Looks like they're going to pull it off. The radio's down. The jammer's off. The radio, Minkowski, will be right there. Um, it's going pretty well. Yeah. Cut to a flash forward. Oh. They were flash what? forwards the whole time. <gasps> oh no, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> now you, you, JP, been spoiled about all of this. Even prior to starting this project, you knew that the convention of the flash forward was a thing, whatever like that. Yeah. I remember why. I, I remember watching this episode live. I think it was me, Brandel, a couple. Two, three other folks. We're all just sitting there, and the scene begins. Um, or I think we skipped the time, the the scene where Jack called her, and she oh, answered. Oh yeah, that I just need to matter. see you. You're not sure who yeah. he's talking yeah, to. Yeah, you're still not sure who he's talking to. So meet me at the airport. He goes to the airport. It almost it? feels like it's Julie Bowen again. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. And it's set up to be like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the meet me at the airport. Goes to the airport, and it was before we had seen Kate pull up in the car. Brandel says. This is after they leave the island. And all of us, the the entire, like, all five, six of us, we all were, like, sitting back. And then we all just kind of, like, looked at Brandel. And then we all just, like, leaned forward. And we were like, And it was pin silent in there when this final scene happened. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, from the darkness, Uh, a car pulls out. And we don't see who it is. They really milk it. Oh, yeah. They really milk who who is coming out of the shadows. And it's Kate. With her hair did. And she looks so much better than he does. <laughs> She's doing much better. She's doing well. <laughs> and so, yeah, so this is how it, it dawns on the audience, dawns on all of us, whatever. <gasps> Kate and Jack didn't know each other before the crash, so this has to be after. This is after they got off the island. And so he, she's like, you look like shit. And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty fucking wasted right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's, that's got to be like the, the, Kaiser Soze moment where it's like, now I got to go back and rewatch everything and I need to question everything I just watched. Because were all the flashbacks up to that point flash forwards? This was this was the first, this episode was the first time they did flash forwards. Oh, so uh, nothing before nothing this? Nothing before this was a flash forward Correct, the first time. Yeah. And, and all the way through this episode, they tried very, very hard to not tip their hand. And I was telling you, Chris, oh, yeah. starting in this episode, knowing that they're flash forwards from the beginning, I was looking for things that might have tipped their hand. Mm-hmm. And I could see how they were peppering in these little things that it's like, if you know they're flash forwards, it's like, oh, it's pretty obvious. And what was the one thing you noticed? But the one thing, I, I don't really think they tipped their hand. If you didn't know starting this episode that these were flash forwards, if you still thought they were flashbacks, the only thing that I think tips their hand, and I wouldn't have known it at the time, Jack's cell phone throughout is a model that came out after the crash. It's a 2005 uh, mm-hmm. or six cell phone. So it's a new cell phone that he's gotten since after returning from the island. Which is still easy for, you know, the naysayers to be like, it's a production right. slight continuity issue. Right. Yeah. So as far as I could tell, I was looking for stuff that would have been them tipping their hands. I didn't notice anything other than the phone. And they only had to do it for the one episode. Right. So it's not like you're going back three yeah. seasons. It's yeah. like, ah, oh, well, yeah. here and here and here. Yeah. But I think, you know, the, the Julie Bowen thing, mm-hmm. the Christian Shepherd thing, the, the all the stuff going through, the, not knowing who the funeral body was. I think they did a pretty good job of keeping it close until this moment. And mm-hmm. I think the reveal, even now, I, I still got a little chilling seeing Kate come out of the shadows, yeah. even though I knew it was her. But yeah, they just kind of talk a little bit like 
uh, I've been using that golden pass that the airline gave us. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> we we survived a plane crash. So they were like, hey, free oceanic flights for life. Golden mm-hmm. ticket. And he's like, yeah, I've just been flying back and forth every weekend. I'll fly to Tokyo, fly to Singapore, fly to Sydney. And uh, on the way back, I, I, just, I just hope yeah. it crashes. I don't care about anybody else on the plane. Yeah. I just want it to crash. Every, every little bump of turbulence, I just hope that we go down. like Because we never should have left. It's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. She's like, you're a, you're a fucking nutbar. You're a knob. <laughs> he mentions the funeral. Yep. Again, mm-hmm. we don't know who it is, but she's I, like, I, nah, I, I was hoping you, yeah, I was hoping you'd go. And she's like, why would I go? Right. Yeah. But then it's like, that line made it seem more like it was Sawyer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yep. why would Jack think, you know, Locke? Yeah. And there was just this whole through line about mm-hmm. him thinking higher it, of Sawyer. It do, yeah, it does, again, throw a little bit of confusion as to who the body who in the, the coffin might actually be. And that right, does which up. also makes sense because Sawyer, Sawyer is a con man. He's alienated everyone in right. his life as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He says, you know, we weren't supposed to leave. And she's like, yeah, we were. <laughs> and I'm leaving now. Goodbye, Jack. And we get the... Very memefied, but also pretty well performed line. We have to go back. Mm-hmm. As she drives away, and a plane takes off in the air, the runway behind him. Yeah, I might have to go watch the rest of the series now. You just tune into Lost on Lost. We drop new episodes every other Wednesday. That's where all of your major podcasters. I guess I could do that. But that's it through the looking glass. We did it. Damn! Wow. Guys, holy hell. That was some peak TV. Like, we did not yeah. get a lot of, like, big twists like that in primetime no. back then. Like, that shit was no. lit. Not like this. And had the producers not pushed to allow ABC to give them an end date, the, you can only imagine what the season three finale would have been if ABC was like, make this show forever until people quit watching. Oh, it could yeah. have been so it bad. Been nothing like this. And it would have been, yeah, exactly. So did we like it? Was it good? Might as well do it. Get into it right away. You can like something that sucks. You can uh, hate something that rules. Did we like it? Was it good? Chris, the looking glass. What do you think? I thought it was really entertaining TV. I couldn't have cared about the people because I'm so disassociated from it. Sure. But I was entertained for 44 and 44 minutes. All right. Perfect. Love it. Uh, JP. Yeah. There, there's so much like any problems that i have with these two episodes are very minimal like you said now that they have an end date and they can now write towards something they made huge decisions they wrapped up storylines they gave people clear things to do almost every scene was a thumbs up mm-hmm. so yes i i love this story these two episodes as one story it was it was fantastic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. adam uh yes uh i i loved it uh it reminded me yet again why i love the show and why it, why those of us that were the viewing faithful at the time why we came back for the final three years and most importantly for these two specific 45 minute chunks like you said jp not a wasted scene there wasn't a single thing that i would go back and cut out of it everything every scene everything that we looked at meant something no. and <laughs> it meant something for not only future or yeah. but it paid off something in the past so yeah i loved it everyone I, got something to do except for claire except for claire <laughs> she has a baby she's busy she'll get hers it'll be fun she'll get hers uh, but yeah <laughs> loved it i i can't say enough about it this is uh and again we're uh you know say what you will about the first three seasons of the show which we will um in our next episode but the second three se- years of the show are i uh, still some of my favorite television seasons mm. four five and six and i'm very excited to be heading into it cool 
let's get into some MVPs then. Lost MVPs. Yeah. Who was our favorite? Who was amazing? And I mean, this this one's actually kind of tough, man. This there's a lot of good shit this episode, <laughs> but you got to pick one. Yeah. Um, somebody's got to be number one. Chris, why don't you start us off with your lost MVP? Hurley. He saved everyone. <laughs> did it? He did. He saved it's Hurley. Hurley. He saved Hurley it. for the win. Yeah. No doubt. Found he, some he, he made himself useful. Literally saved the day and he saved everybody <laughs> with a bitchin' ride. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Good pick. Yeah, that's my pick. Uh JP. Uh, I was gonna give it to Sawyer because the where he smokes Tom. I, I wanted to, but I'm going to give it to Charlie. Sure. I feel like we have to. Mm. You said it exactly correctly he he finally rounds out his story in such an impactful way i mean i was sitting there crying during charlie dying and i fucking have hated charlie (laughs) so much roasted him so much on this show but he finally gets it and he's come to terms with his mortality you know he really was selfless and a hero in that moment and i'll i'll give it to him for that sure that's not bad and dominic does such a good job with that moment yeah yeah exactly dominic monaghan kills that totally uh adam who is your lost mvp Walt. There it's are Walt, so, right? <laughs> there are so many good picks. Um, I mean, yeah, like, like <laughs> Charlie. Charlie is great. Hurley's great. Um, Sawyer is great. Um, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give it to Jack, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. I was hoping you were gonna pick him. You did. He's good in this one. He's really this good. Is, like, yeah. Like, so often Matthew Fox's disheveled, heavy breathing style of acting is so out of place. But here, none of it feels like a cheat. And and I know in the flash forwards, his character is disheveled and and lost. But like, even on the island, he's actually doing, it took him 90 days and he never wanted to be the leader. But like, he's sort of actually acting like a leader for the first time. He's he's sticking to the plan. He's sticking to the plan. Yeah, he's adhering to Saeed's wishes to not go back for him. He's trying to preserve hope from Sun and Rose. Like, Panic Jack from two months earlier would have let it spill that uh, Saeed and Jin and Bernard had been shot, and then Sun and Rose would have got all flustered for no reason because it turned out they were alive. Like, he actually kept his head pretty well throughout until it was time for him to lose his head, and then he's like, Tom and Ben, you're fucking dead. Dead man. And then he's Michael Keaton from Batman. You want to get nuts? <laughs> yes. Let's get nuts! So yeah, so I got it. Yeah, I, I think I got to give it to Jack because Jack, for the first time, actually like he, he's not yet heroic, but I, I can see his turn is coming. Yeah, I can, I can see him. And the thing with Kate, yeah. the Kate too. I know we had a little bit of a discussion about what that scene between the two, the two of them meant. I think that there's something there. There's some kind of real growth that he, as a, the character, is yeah. experiencing some sort of movement. Some maybe not growth, but change at least. Um, so sure, sure, yeah. Well, and I, I don't know, just Jack's whole thing where he prepared to let Saeed and Jin and Bernard die because he knows the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Mm-hmm. And old Jack, who was always trying to save everybody, would have been just doing too much. And he's like, well, he would have did, did the Captain Kirk thing and tried to find a way to cheat death. Right. And right. J- right. Jack now knows that can't do that. I'm going to sa- save as many people as I can because I can't save everybody. Yeah. Jack, man, I, I know that you've said in the back half of the show, Jack gets a lot better. And I really hope that this is the turning point because, man, he, he really did a great job this episode. 
Like, well, it's not really, but, you know. Like, and it's closer. Compared, like, compared to Jin's personal growth, like, he got started way earlier, so his, like, his his peak comes way earlier to Jack. Like, he got started so much later, so we're not going to see him really peak till a bit later. But it's like episode 849, I think, is where Jack really comes into his own out of a thousand. <laughs> One thing that really does happen, though, is he, he gets a much better haircut, which is, oh. which helps a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. So... There we go. Lost MVPs, Charlie, Hurley, Jack. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> even though we love so much of this episode, we got to pick a loss gotta forever, baby. It. You got to do Somebody's it. Somebody's got to fucking eat some shit right now. Let's fucking, <laughs> let's have some clean drags, boys. I want it below the belt. I want some dirty, nasty fighting right now. Oh, no. This is the end of season one of Lost on Lost. Let's crank in some cheap shots. Let's crank in a couple of cheap ones. Chris. Who is your fucking lost forever? Oh, I can't start this. I, JP, I feel like you've got something loaded. Nah, you're the you guest. Gotta you gotta start, off. Chris. Oh, you're the guest. No. Uh, see, you know, I hate, I hate dragging people, but I really feel like, uh, you know, what's her face? The blonde one with the baby. Claire. <laughs> yeah, that's what she literally is in this episode. Yes. She's the blonde yes, one with yes, the baby. Sir. She brings nothing. If you could be more of a stereotype about a mom who's so focused and can only be a mother, do that more, please. Thank yep. you. Thank you for yep. being a stereotype. That's, yep. that's fair. Fucking breeder. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> He says, as a married straight man, like, hoping to someday have offspring. <laughs> of my own? <laughs> JP uh lost four ever. The o- the only person like listen, yeah, Claire I, I I'm just used to Claire being a piece of furniture at this point. <laughs> sure. Um the only person who when they showed up, I was just like, fuck you. God damn Walt. Listen, <laughs> Walt, you have gotten away too fucking clean just because you're like a child or some shit. Your attitude has been bad. You're fucking snooty. I don't like how you're cheating at fucking backgammon. And then you just show up. You're not wet whispering, Walt. You're just kind of like dry, dull, Walt. And we didn't actually need you in this scene. Shut the fuck up and let John Locke do it on his own. Oh, my God. John Oh, how could you do that to the poor, poor child actor? I'm fucking sick of his shit. <laughs> you know they didn't bring him back to set for that fucking shot. They just were like, oh, you're in Chicago? We'll get you. Quick, A quick bit of trivia. The yeah. Sixth Street Bridge scene was the only scene in the entire Lost production that was ever shot in Los Angeles. Really? Everything else was shot really? on location in Ohio. In oh, Ohio. Wow. Yeah. Are so. you telling me all those scenes in Iraq weren't actually filmed in Iraq? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. Amazing. Oh, my God. Um, Adam, lost forever. <laughs> It feels a little cheap, but the replacement other's security team, like Tom's fucking stormtroopers, yeah. like they're literal yeah. cannon fodder. Like <laughs> when they're about to sneak into this thing, yeah, we know that they're gonna get blown up, but it's like you guys suck so hard. I'm like I I'm like I'm just sitting there excited. Like, I can't wait till you guys blow up. This they should be, be wearing great. red shirts just to really make it clear. Yeah. I'm like this is crap. Right. Yeah. It's like when you lost. Danny back in whatever it was yes. episode it was yeah you should have revamped your entire security protocol and not put fucking Tom in charge and then not get <laughs> whoever these clowns are because they can't fucking hack it 
especially when like we've had so many others that have like gotten speaking roles before we're just like who is this motherfucker yeah and like then yeah we just blew up some assholes yeah. like okay yeah. Yeah. ron or whatever the fuck his name was like get out of here yeah it's uh it, it was just like whatever so, so good yeah the the security team <laughs> as it were <laughs> seal team six meal team six meal um, team six guys we fucking did it we did hey we did do it a season for y'all jeepers yeah three seasons in one yeah, 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 yeah. 60 some episodes, not quite 70, something like that. Way to go. You're almost syndicated, <laughs> baby. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Chris, thank you for taking the time. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for watching a little bit of Lost. We appreciate um, it. I highly recommend going and watching season I, four, five, I'm and six and watch, and watch it in order. I might um, honestly just start season four and just continue on. We've we've had some guests already prior who were like saying they're going to do that. They're like, I might just restart rewatching Lost at the beginning of season four. Yeah. So I highly recommend it again. I love the, I love the show. It only gets better from here, in my opinion. Um and and yeah, thanks for t- coming in and, and doing a double on your own. Well, almost on uh, your own. <laughs> uh, we gotta yeah. say thank you to Elena too for stopping <laughs> yes, in. Thank you. Elena. Oh, that was so good. Uh, saying hi and uh, giving <laughs> yeah. yep, giving us a little info and uh, a little rating on the Julie Bone appearance. So uh, thank you, uh, thank you to Elena as well for uh, for making an appearance. Um, you have anything you want to plug? Anything I want to plug? Yeah. What am I doing right now? Yeah. Uh, I'm really enjoying my couch. Uh, <laughs> watching One Piece. Watching One Piece. If you have time for a thousand episodes of anime, in all seriousness, as a representative of the Directors Guild of America, I do fully support everybody that is going through the strike in solidarity. Mm-hmm. Um, the greed that's going on, really, I can't wait for us to get back to work with actual change hopefully for the better um i hope iatsi members get that next year when they are up for talks for contracts because they also deserve it and that's going to affect a lot of members on stage but yeah i just really hope everybody uh is able to find what they need to get back to work safely yep i like that thank you thank you excellent chris yeah uh jp yeah what are we doing next time uh next time you and i are gonna sit down for a little fireside chat have a little debrief here yeah. about um, season one of the podcast. We're just going to have a real casual conversation. We're going to just talk about our feelings about the first three seasons of the show and how the podcast went and uh, just have a, a relaxed fit. Yeah. <laughs> relaxed fit. I'm, I'm very curious to, I, I have some, some questions for specifically you, JP, this having been your first time watching the show, um, you know, watching it out of order, how that affected your enjoyment of it on the whole and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I didn't at all. <laughs> if no. it's on the whole, JP's just fine. There it is. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> all right. Well, hey, thank you all out there for sticking with us for these 60 some odd episodes. 60 something of Lost on Lost. <laughs> I'm Adam. I'm JP. Do you have any idea what's going on on the show? Nope. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, 
Facebook and Twitter at LostOnLost1. You can also email us at WeAreLostOnLost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash WeAreLostOnLost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 69, nice. Okay, I, I said it after the recording. <laughs>